What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, February 12th, 20 and 24, and the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours on today's show. My Kansas City Chiefs, that's right, our Super Bowl champs again. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about Usher's halftime show. We'll talk about the commercials. Everything that needs to be talked about from Super Bowl 58 will be discussed on this show. Plus, Texas basketball bounces back with a monster win over West Virginia on Saturday. Where has that been this season? We'll talk some Texas football as well. Eli Manning, the uncle of Texas quarterback Arch Manning was on Radio Row late last week commenting about whether or not Arch was going to enter the transfer portal. We'll play you that, and we'll have a ton of fun over the course of the next two hours. What's going on, Buck? You know what? It's a beautiful, beautiful Monday, which is on, from this point on, they ought to change to President's Day, so we're all off on Super Bowl Monday. Quit jacking around with this, where this is a holiday somehow, some way. I don't care what you call it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you, the national hangover day, do whatever you have to do to make Monday the day that we're all off. We can still talk about it on Tuesday. It won't go anywhere for the next two weeks. And first of all, let me apologize to the folks out there for my terrible forecasting of Saturday. Oh, it won't rain. Dude, I thought my house was going to slide down the hill on Saturday. It, it was coming. It was coming down that hill. And it was, let me tell you something, there was thunder and lightning. There was everything torrential downpours but made it through and i'm pretty sure everybody made it through I'm, and, and obviously they made it through yesterday which was a phenomenal day of, uh, of of some fantastic football some great golf awful lot of fun yesterday it ended up being a uh, kind of cool day you know it was in the in the 50s almost it was or low 60s but it seemed like it was a day to be by, around a fireplace for some odd reason there was a real, real weird cold about it too you know but it yeah. wasn't. Well, it was. It was nice. It was a very nice weekend for the last uh, football game of the season, and it was a, it was a, a different type of Super Bowl this year. But nonetheless, that guy number fifteen, you can't beat him. You can't give him opportunities to beat you. You have to stomp him down. And boy, it just doesn't look like anybody's got the. I mean, he's going to take it upon himself to win the game at the end, and that's exactly what he did yesterday. Death, taxes, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. that guy is inevitable right now. And yeah, it wasn't the cleanest Super Bowl ever played, but it was the longest Super Bowl ever played and one of the most entertaining second halves and obviously overtimes we've ever seen in a Super Bowl. Started as kind of a dud, but as the game wore on, that uh, turned into a special, special night in Vegas yesterday. Early the Chiefs get the win, the first back-to-back -back Super Bowl champs since the New England Patriots when they won two straight in 2003 and 2004. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs have now won three of the last five Super Bowls. You can officially use the D word. They are a dynasty now, and I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. As long as they got 15 under center, Buck, it feels like the Chiefs are going to be a force. Oh, there's no doubt about that, BK. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much. I hope you had a chance to see the Super Bowl, but thank you for what you do. It is appreciated, and we appreciate it each and every day. To you and your families, please be safe out there. It, it was 
it was a it was a different kind of ball game. Everything was going San Francisco's way. I thought they dominated the line of scrimmage uh, for the entire first half, both both lines of scrimmage. But they just couldn't, you know, while they were kicking field goals, you knew Patrick Mahomes at the end was going to score touchdowns. That's just what he does. And some of the field goals and those opportunities that they had, they really didn't take advantage of. The Pacheco turnover, you know, they didn't do anything with that. I mean, that hurt a lot right there because they got it in great field position and they really got nothing out of that deal. So it just, it was just opportunities. And I, for Shanahan, for Shanahan I don't know what he's going to do. He's just, somebody's going to beat Patrick Mahomes before they get to the Super Bowl. That's what it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about Kyle Shanahan, the lifetime Longhorn, who has been a part of three Super Bowls in his coaching career, two of them as a head coach, but also one as an offensive coordinator. His teams have had double digit leads in all three of those Super Bowls. He is now 0-3 in the big game. Of course, he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when the Falcons blew that 28-3 lead to the Patriots. And then twice against the Chiefs, his teams have held double-digit leads. This one was in the first quarter. Super Bowl 54, the Niners were up 10 in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't hold on. This one, they were up 10 in the first quarter and obviously weren't able to get it done. But, man, I mean... Your legacy as a quarterback, but also as a head coach, is defined by what you do in these yes. big teams. And I think Shanahan is a hell of a coach, a hell of a coach. But this is his stigma right now, is that his teams come up small in these big games. And I don't know how much of yesterday you can put on him, right? Like, he didn't have those two fumbles, some of the bad penalties that were committed by San Francisco. I don't know how much you can blame the coach for that. But there were a few play-calling decisions. Obviously, the much-maligned decision to take the ball first in overtime despite the new playoff rule changes. That decision has been criticized a lot. And however you want to slice it, yeah, Kyle Shanahan now 0-3 in Super Bowls in which his team is led by 10 or more. Until yeah. he wins that big game, Buck, that's that's going to be his rep. Unless you don't know the rules, I'm kicking the ball in overtime. Giving me, give me four downs and let me know what I have to do. Because I knew if you go down there and you kick a field goal and give that other guy four downs, he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, uh, you got to go college rules, right? Like, obviously, the NFL rules are still a little different than college football's overtime rules. But they're closer now than they've ever been. Because in the past, you know, both teams were not guaranteed to touch the ball. Like, obviously, in college football, you get that. So, yeah, if you win the toss, it feels like you should go on defense first so you know what you have to do. That's what everybody does in college football, and it feels like that's what everybody should do in the NFL. I got Shanahan's logic. He was talking about it after the game, and he's like, well, if we get the ball third, like if the team's match scores, then after that it's sudden death. So in Shanahan's mind, it's like, okay, if we score a touchdown and they score a touchdown, then we'll get the ball third, and all we have to do is kick a field goal and we're going to win. Or if we kick a field goal and they kick a field goal, we get the ball third. All we have to do is kick another field goal, and then we win. So I, I get that thought. But like you said, with Mahomes on the other side, no. and all the Chiefs players after the game were like, oh, we talked about that. And if they got the ball first and scored a touchdown, we were going to score a touchdown, and we were going to go for two in the win. Like, that was Kansas City's plan going into the game. Obviously, they didn't have to because the Niners only kicked a field goal on their only drive in overtime. But, like, Kansas City was almost hoping – uh, San Francisco was going to do that, and they did. So that's, you know, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but that that's one, even in real time, I think people were surprised to see, and it's a decision that uh, Niners fans are going to be criticizing for a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, th this Chiefs team, they cover all the bases. They have they have a plan for everything. You know, the two-point play. So I wouldn't have doubted if they were, if they score a touchdown that they don't go for it and go for the win. I mean, they just – I mean, they do all the things, and they do all the things – and Patrick Mahomes does all the things right in the, in the clutch time. He's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to be in control of the, of the game. I thought the 49ers – 49ers had them all confused in that first half. They just – there was, they couldn't do anything because Mahomes was so used to breaking containment, getting outside, and either running or throwing. They spent all that time in the first half keeping him from getting outside the pocket, which they did a great job. But he said, but listen, okay, if you want to do that, there's an awful lot of room up the middle of the field, and your linebackers are running and looking into where Kelsey is and some of my guys crossing. They're not paying attention to me. They had no. That was the easiest money that I made this weekend. 29 yards, 29.5 was his total. Ended up with 66 yards. That was my big play of the weekend for me, besides yeah, well, them winning the game. The coin toss was weird and pissy for me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe. Bullshit. I'm like, come on, that's that looks like a tails to me. <laughs> yeah, that was bullshit. And was, we should have gotten bullshit. our money back since the overtime coin toss was tails. I know. That should come have offset on. the pregame coin toss, should it not? Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh -huh. I lost money on Pacheco. That and what did I do for the people? By the way, let's let's let the people know. Wait a minute, did you, I not have my, McCaffrey as the first score? First no, you did not. You changed it to Pacheco, who oh. ended up scoring zero touchdowns. So yeah, oh, you did get the game right. Your biggest play of the weekend was Kansas City plus one and a half. They obviously won outright. You had ten thousand units on that but you had four prop bets and they all lost. You had tails for the coin toss. You had yeah. Isaiah Pacheco as the first touchdown score. You the had a punt, punt return touchdown, which we never got close. close. No, I still never. Fumble touch. Yeah, still never had a punt return TD in a Super Bowl. And you also had the dumbest bet of all time, which you owe me 50 bucks for this because we did bet on the show. I was going to give you the exact odds that Vegas had. You said that Taylor Swift was going to show up on stage during Usher's halftime performance, which was the dumbest bet ever. And I told you it was the dumbest bet ever. And I'm such a good guy that I tried to not oh. take your money, yet you still wanted to make the bet anyways. Uh, yeah, they did show Taylor Swift about 400 times on the broadcast, but she did not, no. uh, not go make on Usher's stage. No. So you were down 6,000 6, units yesterday. Which, hey, people can't be too upset about that. You got the game right, and you finished the season up 72,000 units. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. You know, I had to make that change. I had to, get, I had to get out of that San Fran deal. I'm not going against that guy. As long as he's got Kelsey and he's got Andy Reid as a coach. Boy, but their defense is special, and that secondary is really, really good. I mean, yeah. I thought Brock Purdy, I'm not down on Brock Purdy. To have, he had nothing to do with losing the game. That wasn't on him. I didn't think they gave the ball to McCaffrey enough. I, I think they, they spent a lot of time trying to run him outside, trying to do toss sweeps, college-style stuff. And guys in the NFL run too fast mm -hmm. to, to sweep it with a pile of guys pulling. They come through, and they wipe out all the guys pulling. They don't even try to get the tackle. They just try. You know, you're not supposed to be cutting guys. You know, you're not supposed to cut the offensive line. Dude, they were cutting those guys down, going – well, they were going at their thighs and then rolling down to their knees mm -hmm. and then letting the linebackers get to Pacheco. That's 
that's that's a that's a weird rule that is hard. It's got to be hard to to do. I mean, if you hit a guy in his waist area, but then you kind of start falling down to where his legs are, they won't call that. You know, yeah, you have to yeah. actually cut their legs out from under him. But they were hitting him in the waist level just so they couldn't, you know, just so other guys can make tackles. That's that was tough. I didn't I just didn't think he touched the ball enough yesterday. And Debo Samuel to me didn't touch. Hey, if the guy's gonna pull up or if he comes back from a hamstring and he makes the run that he did on the first time, that little reverse deal where you hand it off and he ran the dude over, then I'm gonna use him until he just pulls his hammy. He can yeah, get that yeah. fixed next year. But yeah, he was yeah. healthy enough to touch the ball more than he did. Only six touches for Debo Samuel. He had three catches and three carries. He was clearly a little banged up, right? Oh, yeah. He was banged up during the course of the game. He's been like that during the whole playoffs. But yeah. I thought Shanahan, if you're going to play him, then play him. Do all the things you need to do. If he pulls it, he pulls it. I think where you can criticize Shanahan the most is his third quarter play calling, right? The Niners had three drives they had four drives in the third quarter the fourth drive ended in the fourth quarter it actually was a touchdown drive but san francisco had three drives that started and finished in the third quarter they ran nine plays they had three three and outs eight of those nine plays were passes so oh, yeah. they were down they were winning the game right they were up 10 to 3 at halftime and then it was 10 to 6 when they got the ball back He's done eight, that before. Eight of the nine plays. Yeah, it's similar to what he did in Atlanta when he was the offensive coordinator slash play caller. And it was like, why are you throwing so much? You've got a 28 to three lead. Just run out some clock here. Bleed the clock. And if you do that, there's not going to be enough time for Tom Brady and the Patriots to come back. Yet he stayed aggressive. And I get it. You're going up against Brady and you're going up against Mahomes. It's like you don't want to take your foot off the gas. But also you've got. You know, Brock Purdy's had a great year, and he's a great story, but you have Christian McCaffrey, who's the best running back in football. Yes. Use that guy. And to give some context, like, there's more to just eight passes, one run on those nine plays. Like, uh, the first play of the Niners' third quarter, uh, you know, they they threw it, and there was a false start on the second play. So they threw yeah. an incompletion. It was second to 10. Then there was a false start, so it was second and 15. At that point, you almost have to pass – but still, it's like that That looks so bad when you have a lead, when you have Christian McCaffrey, when you got a young quarterback starting in his first ever Super Bowl. The fact that eight of your first nine play calls, I mean, if you thought what Sark did at the Sugar Bowl was bad, like Shanahan did that squared. So that's that's I think that's where you can be most critical of Shanahan's play calling is that third quarter when Kansas City kind of got back into the game. They obviously took a lead uh, in that third quarter. Feels like maybe Shanahan would like to have those decisions back. Yeah, you know, and Chris Jones started to make a difference. He started to get his hands up and making and, and making Brock Purdy throw some really weird angle passes to his arms. He was beating his guy, so he was getting – and Purdy got a couple of them off and, and got them complete, but he was definitely in his head a little bit, uh, Chris Jones. He was he yeah. played a really good second half. He, he really pressured the quarterback, I thought. Yeah, he did. Pernelda was in there. They they stopped the run game. They just started stopping the run. And then when they had to pass, that's why they passed too much, it just seemed like to me. Right. That's the thing. So it's like on one hand, right, I was just a little critical of Shanahan, but I don't pin all of this loss on him because, once again, McCaffrey had 30 touches yesterday. Like, that's a very good number for a running back in today's NFL. 22 that's carries, hard. eight receptions. But you said it. Like, McCaffrey averaged less than four yards a carry. So this is not Texas – in the first half against Washington, where we're averaging like seven yards a clip, and it's like, dude, what are you doing not running the ball? 
Like San Francisco was not having much success running the ball. So once again, I, I, I do think the distribution for the Niners in the third quarter should have been different than what it was. But it's not like, yeah, McCaffrey was busting off these big runs and Shano wasn't giving him the ball. It was like, nah, they weren't running it that effectively. They tried something different, but that also didn't work. So it looks even worse. Well, what really hurt them, too, was the fact that in the first half, they were doubling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Uh, Kelsey, they didn't let you, they let him catch one ball in the first half. Yeah. I mean, then they lost their linebacker in the second, coming off the sideline. And if somebody can please tell me, I swore that was on the paint that it, we, he slipped. I know he was, he was rushing to get back on the field and jumped up and then took off. And I, I think when he hit the paint, he, he kind of slipped and tore that Achilles. And I, I'm like, damn. I mean, you talk about non-contact. My goodness, going back onto the field. Yeah. Let me I mean, see and that, I can... and he was covering up Kelsey pretty good. I mean, they had him in the first half. They had him blanketed pretty good. And then they went to the, oh, okay, well, he's not. they're not throwing him the ball today. Let's just let him go one-on-one with these safeties or these backup linebackers. Let's see, if, since they're not throwing to him, okay. Well, it took Patrick Mahomes all of, like, one series to say, okay. Now they – let's see. Is that where it is? Was it the oh, sideline? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yep, 57 coming off the sideline. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I, on the, it was on the on the sideline in the white. There. Uh, oh, got that toe. Uh, brutal. Yeah, just after a, in a punt, you know, he's just running out onto the field and just takes a bad step and boom, there goes the Achilles and – there, there goes, goes the for next year, possibly too. Yeah, and he's you know he's one of the best players in football, and you know he's worked his whole life to get to this moment, and for that to happen, I mean, any injury in the Super Bowl sucks, but for it to happen like that, right? Oh. So, uh inconspicuous, just jogging onto the field to start a drive, and then that's where it goes down, and like you said, it probably prevents him from being able to play at all next season too. Yep. And yeah, Travis Kelsey, one catch for one yard in the first half. He had eight catches and 92 yards in the second half and overtime. Yeah, they just started going single him up and saying, okay, they're just not throwing to him today. Well, like I said, it takes Patrick Mahomes one series to say, hey, we got a, we got a safety trying to cover this guy now. Okay. And now we got a, a brand new linebacker coming off the sideline to cover him. That's a little bit different now. Now yeah. you quit, you quit doubling him up and just start single covering him. They're not going to single cover. It's not. It doesn't matter if it's a cornerback, strong safety, another linebacker. When you lose your all pro linebacker like that, that's that's a problem to single Kelsey up. It is indeed. By the way, hit us up on the code of text line five one two 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 nine three two eight. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hit us up on the YouTube comments line. Uh, let us know how your cousin did with his or her bets yesterday. Just should have taken my winner, winner chicken dinner. Yeah, I wish you had given the people the Mahomes over rushing yards prop. That would have been nice. Yeah, I took that for myself, kind of. Yeah. When, Lee oh, said, when, Lee came on, when Lee came on Friday and I said, what is this thing in? Is it in the in the 20s? He said, yeah, it's 29. I'm like, 29 yards? That's it? 
Mm. I said, that guy's going to, and every big game he does, he does the same thing. He'll take the ball and he doesn't always run to slide. I mean, that one where he went past Fred Warner and got tackled by the safety. I mean, he lowered his shoulder down. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl, man. Like in the regular season, he's sliding. Hell, he's probably not even running on most. No, of those he's not going to run on those in regular season. No. But in the Super Bowl, obviously fourth and one in overtime, he made the decision to keep it himself. Then he had and a 19-yard run. And he had a 19-yard run in the game. Yeah, he was the Chiefs' leading rusher. Nine carries for 66 yards for Mahomes. I also have to check out, too, as over 70. Ah. Yeah, he didn't get there. And obviously a brutal fumble after the Chiefs had that big pass play down the field. Do you think they got nervous of giving him the ball after that for a while? Or they yeah. I, they just, they, I feel like they still did. They just couldn't run it very well either. Like, neither team had much success in the running back run game yesterday. Uh, you know, San Francisco's got a good defensive front. It was two of the top-ranked defenses in football during the regular season. So, yeah, not, a huge, yeah, not a huge surprise. The game was as low-scoring as it was. I mean, the Chiefs' touchdown in overtime actually hit the over for the game. And, Buck, there's a reason they don't call it undertime, right? No. Uh, but this was 19 to 19 after regulation, and it was, you know, 0 0 after the first quarter, 10 to 3 at halftime. I mean, it was uh, kind of a, a sludge fest for a little bit, and both defenses were stepping up. It took the offenses a while to kind of figure out what they needed to do and get into a rhythm, and uh, they obviously did, which made the game way more entertaining down the stretch. But uh, yeah, both yeah. defenses stepped up in a big And yeah, as I way. said, Brock Purdy, Rockington Purdy can win a Super Bowl. That guy's more than a manager. The deal is he can't win as long as that other guy's still around. Yeah, that's almost got to be the hope for San Francisco going forward is that somebody else beats Kansas City so they don't have to. I mean, once again, two double-digit leads for the Niners against the Chiefs in the last five years, and they have coughed both of them up. And for San Francisco, like this this is a debate that I, I kind of enjoy having. I kind of hate having because it involves the Cowboys. But, like, San Francisco – I don't know what to call where their franchise has been in recent years. They have still not won a Super Bowl since 1994. That's the year I was born, Buck. Um, so I've been searching for my purpose in life, and I feel like I have it now. It's just to prevent San Francisco from ever winning another Super Bowl. <laughs> so you're welcome, Niners haters out there. But here's here's the last decade for the Niners, right? And they obviously had some success before the last decade too. But here's just the last 10 years for the 49ers franchise. They have been to the NFC title game seven times. They're three and four in those games. And obviously the three that they've won, they have not been able to win the Super Bowl. And their three losses in the Super Bowl are by a combined 17 points. And they're like a couple of snaps away from maybe having eight or nine Lombardi trophies instead of the five that they actually have. Yeah, so, tell them to keep kicking field goals and start making touchdowns. So, yeah, and Shanahan was aggressive, right? There was that one time when they were down by three in the third quarter. Maybe it was early fourth quarter, and it was a fourth of three, and he decided to go for it. I thought, like, nah, they're going to try to draw them off sides, and they'll take mm -hmm. the delay a game penalty, and they'll just kick it, and they'll tie it because that's what, like, 90%, probably 95% of coaches would do in this situation. But instead, Shanahan was aggressive. The aggression paid off. He's like, we need touchdowns instead of field goals. You're so, right. They went and scored that touchdown, and San Francisco took the lead. And you had the missed extra point, though, which obviously proved incredibly uh, costly. Blocked extra point, I should say. But let me ask you this, Buck. Like, I, I think this is an obvious answer, but I'll ask the question anyways. 
Which fan base would you rather be? The Niners or the Cowboys? Because the Cowboys have actually won a Super Bowl more recently than the Niners. Now, it's one year more recent, so not much to brag about there. But the Cowboys obviously are in the midst of this near three-decade-long drought of not even reaching the Super Bowl. Hell, not even reaching the NFC Championship game. No, I'd rather be the Niners. I think you would, too, right? Like, better to... You know, show up and I don't know what the play in it, to be in it, to play in the Super Bowl, to to just give yourself hope the following year. It just doesn't seem like there's hope for the Cowboys on the following year. You know, but for the for the 49ers are picked are their favorites to win the Super Bowl already, 2025. They're favorites. Yeah, they are ahead of Kansas City, which feels insane at this yeah, point. Yeah, it does. And as Patrick Mahomes, they said. So you're underdog. You said, well, no, don't ever pick us to be the underdogs. And Vegas should never do that again, ever, as long as he's yeah. the quarterback and Andy Reid's the coach. Don't ever pick them to be – you can pick it to be a pick them, but don't make them the underdog. That no. make sense. Yeah, and the line shifted in favor of San Francisco yesterday too. Like when I woke up, it was one and a half, and I think it closed at the Niners minus two. Uh, so the last second money was coming in on San Francisco, and obviously that uh, proved to be the wrong decision. So Yeah, they had to use Debo more than – I mean, if, if he's got a hamstring and he blows his hammy out, so be it. It's the Super Bowl. But yeah. if, if if the way he ran, even when he was limping, you got to give him more touches. He's got to touch yeah. the ball more, I, I thought, offensively because Kittle was definitely hurt. He played hurt in that game. He just was never – and they didn't Brock, let him get off. They, Brock, by the way, Brock Purdy does not like George Kittle. Like, I don't know what it is, but Brock Purdy does not throw to George Kittle almost every two catches for four yards. And it wasn't just like a Super Bowl only thing like Kittle's numbers this year. And I get it. He's getting oh, yeah. a little bit older and he was banged up at different times during the course of the season. But like that guy was such a weapon. He's still a beast because he's one of the best blocking tight ends. If not. Oh, yeah. Best blocking tight end. yesterday, yes. Yeah. But it just I don't know. It just it feels like in these playoffs, especially like Purdy was looking in different directions. And look, the Niners have like 15 incredible weapons on offense. So I get Kittle's not going to go off for 100 yards in every single game. But yeah, that guy, two catches for four yards for him, like that, that feels like he should have been able to do more, no? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, but what what it was for him, he's got Ayuk and he's got all these other dudes. If number 15's playing, he's he's going to him a lot. Yeah. He's going to go to 15 if, if, if Debo's hurt. The, the best matchup is whoever's covering number 15. That's just the way it was for them yesterday. And he did a good job. I thought Purdy was fine yesterday, but, you know, like I said, Kittle looked hurt, and then he hurt his shoulder, and then that was it for him. Yeah. Once he yeah, hurt Purdy, his shoulder, that, that was it. Yeah, Purdy was not the reason they lost the game. I mean, he didn't turn it over. Uh, you know, the Niners did have two turnovers. McCaffrey had that fumble in the red zone early, and then – they had those offensive illegal procedures, those dumb five-yard penalties. Yeah, yeah. And then a game like that really hurt. Because then you can't run the ball. Then Purdy's got to go back and throw. Yeah, six penalties for each team. Uh, The refs, thankfully, not too big of a factor. There were a couple of big calls in overtime, right? One on each team. There was a defensive holding called on Trent McDuffie on a third and long that kept the Niners first drive alive. You didn't like that one? I didn't like it, but you could call it. Yeah. I I wasn't against the call. I mean – it, it, he didn't really slow the guy. I mean, the dude still got to wherever he had to had to get to, but he had his arm around his waist. I mean, yeah, you could call of, that and say, I could say yes, but I could also say, oh, let's come on, let's let him play some now. Excuse me, Buck. Yeah, it's one of those, like, they were letting so much go 
during regulation that it felt weird to call almost anything in overtime. Because yeah. uh, that, I think, was the first accepted penalty against the Chiefs since the second quarter. So there was not a penalty called on them in the whole second half, which, you know, Niners fans will claim that it's rigged or something because of that. Boy, but no, good. as a Chiefs fan, like, that that should have been called. Uh, to me, there's no controversy on that. Like, that was a hold. McDuffie got beat. He grabbed. Penalty should have been called. Uh, and then also the penalty on the Niners. There was a holding on the former OU Sooner, Braden Willis. And I was, like, yelling at the TV, like, they have to call that. They were letting both teams get away with a ton of offensive holdings in the second half and overtime last night. It was almost like the players knew it too, and they were just grabbing at will. But that one was so egregious, and it like directly led to a big run that they just had to call it, and that obviously proved costly because then the Niners had to end up settling for that field goal when if they didn't call that penalty, they were going to score a touchdown, I think, inevitably. Yeah. So, yeah, two penalties. But, yeah, I feel like the ref's not a huge factor. But you're right, some, some mistakes for San Francisco that were pretty uncharacteristic. Trent Williams had a couple of penalties. Like, that guy is one of the, yeah, the best. the first two. Of yeah, the game. He's, he's the best left tackle in the world. Like, to see him uh, kind of screw up a couple of times was weird. But, thankfully, yeah, the refs, the refs to me, not a big factor, which is, you think of last year's Super Bowl, right? Like, oh, yeah. That very controversial defensive holding call on the Eagles that basically let the Chiefs win the game, right? They were going to have to kick a field goal with, you know, just under two minutes left. Philadelphia would have had the ball and a chance to tie it or maybe win it. But instead, they called the defensive holding, and Kansas City was able to basically bleed the clock to triple zeros and kick the game-winning field goal last year. You didn't have a moment like that, thankfully, uh, this season. Well, so. and, and the Chiefs got them, of course, where they outflanked them, and they got the angle on a on the, the touchdown for a score. They do it. They did it to the Eagles twice last year. What is that motion, cornhole motion? Uh, I think they call the play corn dog. Corn dog motion. Yeah. Where they see the receiver inside and then back outside. That's just and they, an Andy Reid bit. Like, that's not a football term. I just think Andy Reid loves food so much that he names his favorite plays after food items. Oh, that was that, – I mean, nobody throws the ball better on that, that angle than Patrick Mahomes. From any angle, he can throw it sidearm. He can come over the top. He can throw it underhand. But if you give him an angle like that where the flag is, I mean, where the corner, where the pylon is, and your guy has the angle, he's going to fit it in there. That that seemed to be pretty easy for the touchdown. But he did yeah. that to the Eagles twice last year. They did. You know? and, yep. it's, uh, and it worked to perfection. I mean, they took that ball right down there and drove that down the field. When they kicked the field goal, I said, it's got the luck has got to run out. Somebody's got to tip a ball on Mahomes. He's not going to be able to do this cleanly go all the way down there and score a touchdown, maybe a, maybe a field goal because Bugger could hit it from anywhere inside the stadium. I mean, he had that line drive for the longest field goal in history uh, mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl, and that thing was a line drive. That's what should have been blocked. I thought I, it did get blocked. That thing was so low. I thought it was going to land like 10 yards short, but it was a low liner, like a hybrid golf club shot. Right. And, yeah, it was enough. And, yeah, the kickers were great. And, obviously, you had that blocked extra point, which proved very costly for San Francisco. But uh, three 50-plus-yard field goals in the game. You had seven combined field goals in the game, which is a Super Bowl record. So I I know some Niners fans were a little bit worried about their rookie, Jake Moody, about what he was going to do because he had missed a couple of big field goals in the playoffs thus far. Uh, That guy brought it. Obviously, uh, Harrison Butker has been doing it for a while. But Mahomes on that drive, and and we'll talk about Mahomes more after we uh, give some love to some sponsors. But how about this? Mahomes on that last drive, Buck, in overtime. Eight for eight, 42 yards, and a passing touchdown. 
Also, two carries for 27 yards and two first downs with his legs. Big runs. Surgical, clinical, any occult you want to use that describes Holmes. The more Romo talked about containing him in the pocket, the more I kept thinking, okay, but I'm looking in the middle of this deal. He's just going to. He's going to drop back with no intentions of actually throwing the ball down the field. He's just going to drop back. The middle of the field is going to open up, you know, because they were so busy keeping him inside the pocket. I said, he's just going to start taking off. And he started to take off. And then one time he didn't slide. He said, okay, you want to go bone on bone? Let's go. I'll run for 19. Because once he got past Warner, I said, now he's got a secondary guy that's going to try to come up and tackle him. And, you know, with that dad body of his, he just gave it up. He said, okay, hit me in the legs. That's fine. Speaking of dad bod, congrats to Patrick Mahomes. He now has as many Super Bowls as his father has DUIs. They both have three. Wow. Yes. Uh, the uh, Before I before I give a sponsor a, a shout out, you know, as much as Kelsey, I like him. I don't dig the stuff with Andy Reid that Andy Reid allows to happen with him. I know, I know, I know it's mm-hmm. big boy football. I know they're NFL. He's an NFL coach. He's the one that brought Kelsey there. He wanted him there. He knows he's a meathead. And he understands them. But, dude, that that weird stuff that goes on, Andy Reid almost got his big ass knocked over by him. And he just caught him because he was off balance and thinking about nuggies or whatever. But, you know, that that's just a weird and, – and I know Kelsey respects that guy a lot. But at the moment he does that, that's just such a, a weird disrespect-looking thing, you know? Yeah, so, so here – here it is. This is in the first half of the game yesterday. This is right after Isaiah Pacheco's fumble, right? The Chiefs have that big pass play to get into the red zone, and they hand it off to Pacheco, and he coughs it up right after that. And there's Kelsey like, dude, my girl's up there, man. Give me the ball. Well, he wanted to be in the game because, you know, he you know he would have been the lead blocker on that. They had to have the, the substitute guy when he was out be the lead blocker. And that's the guy who came that did the swim move on him uh, and got to Pacheco and knocked the ball out of his hand. So, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he's just pissed because he wasn't the lead guy on that play, and they put it. He was on the sideline for that play. Yeah, yeah, and it's plus, weird. Plus, a little bit of I'm not going to say for that guy it, it, it was. Hey, get me the ball too. That's a that's bad a, bit. That's a bad bit. It just it's did. a bad bit. Yeah, like you, you shouldn't do that. And you're right. It's Kelsey, and people are going to forgive him. And he just kind of has that. Mentality. Well, he had that relationship with Andy Reid. That, as I said, Andy Reid knows who he brought there and what kind of, you know, but Andy Reid ended up saying, that's what I like about him. He wants the ball. He, that's, that's exactly what Andy Reid said. He said, didn't bother me. Hey, you know what he said? He said, Taylor flew all the way from Tokyo. She didn't come oh. here to watch me warm the bench, coach. Bro, get a bro. Get me in there. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, that's, that's not a good luck. Look for anybody to see a college player, pro player, Pop Warner player to see on the sideline, you bumping your coach like that. An old dude like the Empire State Building could have went over right there because he was starting to lose a little bit right there. Yeah. Well. And then, my fall school can't help that guy when he goes over. <laughs> There's no telling how he's going to tilt. Thankfully, Andy Reid's a big boy, and yeah. that that little nudge was not going to be enough to knock him over. But, yeah, that's not something you see every day. It's not something you should ever see. Or, no. you know, if you want to yell at your coach, I guess you can. Even that is like kind of rare where you see a player just get up in a coach's face and start yelling at him. But sure. to actually physically run into him like that. Uh, yeah, not Travis Kelsey's finest moment there. I didn't think so. Um, but hey, he, he turned it on and 
Maybe it worked. Maybe it worked. And they both said yesterday we will both return next year. Yeah, of course. They'll, and I'm they'll not get over retiring. It. I'm not going anywhere. He's not getting rid of me. He, if they lost the game, like that would have been a storyline, right? Sure, it still yeah. is a storyline, clearly. Story yeah. yeah, it would have been like, oh, you know, does Andy Reid hate Travis Kelsey now? Does Travis Kelsey hate Andy Reid? Do they need to part ways? Is this the end of the Chiefs' run? But because uh, they found a way to get it done, I think it's water under the bridge. But Dude, I think this team is 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 going to have a mad on to win three in a row. That's all they're talking about. And I mean, they've got the. I mean, that secondary is dynamite back there, you know. And old yeah. ass Willie, old ass Willie Gay still running around playing linebacker. Oh, you can't call him that. Okay, old Willie Gay. Okay, <laughs> Willie. Okay, Willie Gay still playing linebacker for him, getting Wait. it done. How do you know he's gay? This is last name, I oh. believe. I thought, was, I thought it was Willie homosexual. Did they change it to gay? <laughs> I thought we had to ad no. adapt to the times here. It is what it is. His last name is gay. Willie L uh, G B T Q plus. Boy, did I get my alphabet right this morning? He was good. He was good. And that, that's an old dude that just knows where he needs to be. Dude, that's mean, the linebackers for both teams are fantastic. Um yeah. Oh God! Who's the kid from Iowa that plays for Kansas City? Came from or Wisconsin? The no, Leo, Leo Chanel. No, the other. Um, that, that's the Wisconsin guy. Well, who's he had the, the block. Other? He had the blocked extra point and a great game at linebacker too. Who's fifty six? Um, Car. Oh, Carloftis, the edge rusher. Yeah, the edge rusher. Oh man, is he good? What a good yeah. player he is. Yeah, they got wow. him. I was. Uh, I was in Vegas. I was at the draft where they got him, and he he's fell. An Iowa, he's an Iowa kid too, right? Uh, Purdue, I think. Is Purdue. Oh yeah, Purdue. You're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. He he's uh he had a great postseason. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, very good edge rusher for the Chiefs. And you're right. I mean, that's all right. We'll we'll talk about all this stuff in a moment. We got to give some love to some of our sponsors. But all right, uh, how about our good friends at Relax the Back? You know, I went uh, did some cardio about an hour and a half before the game. Took off on a nice long two mile walk, and that's a long walk for for my back getting out there on the on the hard pan there. And I knew it was going to be a little bit sore. But boy, the first thing I got into this morning, when I got up this morning, I went and sat down in my chair. I got off that couch because I spent so many hours on that damn couch, rolled up in the couch, watching golf and football yesterday. But thanks to Relax the Back, I got the comfort my back needed for sure because I knew my thoracic back on the hard, on the pavement out there was going to hurt this morning. But boy, it feels fantastic sitting in this chair, though. And you can too. They've got everything that you need. They've got all the office chairs. And if your office is at home, they've got the recliners that you can, and they've got special sales. Now they're going to have special sales throughout this month. So get over there and find a recliner, find an office chair, find a, a desk, a stand-up desk if you need that. They've got it all at Relax the Back. I've been using this chair right now. I'm going on about 15 years with this very same chair, and I'm not going to give it up. And, folks, if you go there, believe me, you'll find a chair that's going to fit you perfectly, whether it's your thoracic back, lumbar area, your back, your neck and shoulders, you can get it all at Relax the Back. Locations in Bee Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Yep. You know where I went on my way home from the game last night? 7-Eleven, probably. 7-Eleven. Yep. I just needed some gas for my car. But, man, I thought about it. I just stared at that sign, and I was like, could I use a zebra cake in my life right now? Woo-wee. What about a cream pie? Sorry, an oatmeal cream pie. Let me make Thank sure you. I, yeah, yeah, I could no, always use cream pie. I could always use one of those, you know. <laughs> 
but love 7-Eleven, one of our favorite sponsors. Our guy is she. She was texting us yesterday, man. He's become oh, yeah. a great friend of ours. Uh, shout out to Wendy as well. They both help support us at Texas Sports Unfiltered. They got everything at 7-Eleven. I fueled up my car last night, but you can fuel yourself up this morning. Got a little case of the Mondays, a little hungover, a little tired after the game. They got the coffee, the hot and fresh coffee at 7-Eleven. They got the Monsters, the Red Bulls, the five-hour energies. Big hats now. They got big hats apparently, or they're at least working on getting big hats in 7-Eleven. Uh, yeah, they're the best, man. They literally have everything at 7-Eleven. There's one right by where I live. I go all the time. I've been going to 7-Eleven since I was a kid. Started in Dallas. Now it's here in Austin. Uh, love having them on board. And look, it, it just just find one. And download that 7-Eleven app, too, because they've got that 7 Rewards program. You know, my people, we're always looking for a deal. They've got great deals on the uh, 7-Eleven app. Check out a 7-Eleven near you. And also some love to SendTextTickets.com. Hopefully you're at that Texas basketball game. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that a little bit later in the show. But a uh, big win for the Longhorn men on Saturday. If you're trying to get to any Texas basketball games at the Moody Center this year, they've got tickets for you online right now at SendTextTickets.com. Men's games, women's games, it doesn't matter. Any concert coming to town, Broadway shows, you name it. If it's a live event, they have you covered. SendTextTickets.com is the website. Hit up our guy Shelby. He will take care of you all right did you watch live golf over the weekend why, why would i watch that well i know you're a golf fan and i figured you'd be tuned into the real golf tournament this weekend well, i did I, I did the one out in arizona out there in scottsdale where they were acting like a bunch of fools on sunday they're damn near ready to shut that place down because i know at live you can do whatever you want to they're jamming they're wearing shorts you know they're wearing hats backwards and having a good old time but in the real tour, in the real world, the PGA Tour, it's nice to have fun. This is their big party tournament this week, you know, the Waste Management Tournament. But there were too many people wasted. Yeah, they had to tournament. stop serving alcohol for part of Saturday's round. That's un-American, isn't it? It is un-American. Like, look, that's a happy Gilmore-like tournament that they <laughs> had out there in Scottsdale. They got to let it go, man. No, man. Jordan Spieth, those guys were pissed. They were they were yelling in their backswing. They were they were way over the top. I mean, I mean, hey, give a fool an inch, that fool will take a mile. That's yeah. all you have to do. And they were trying to close up shop. You know how pissed they must have been when they were going looking for their brewskis, looking for their all stat. They must have been bumming. Oh, you guys hung over oh. in the middle of the day on Saturday because they stopped serving alcohol for a bit. There was some dude doing snow angels in a bunker somewhere on the course. Just ridiculous. Yeah, but Nick Taylor gets the win in uh, a playoff against Charlie Hoffman. Scotty Scheffler finished in a tie for third. Come he on, had a Scotty. lead. Those five-footers, the one that BK just chokes away, and the ones that buck just money, money, money. Five, six-footers, too easy. And Scotty Scheffler, they got him again. You know, I've seen they, you miss so many of those, dude. Oh, it's the long ones that I make. Scotty Shepard makes the long ones, too. It's those little ones, the little gussies. I mean, it just, he's over it. And even when he takes the club back, you're already saying as a as a spectator, oh, he's pulling this one. And he yep. knows it, too. He's pissed immediately. Yeah, he finished uh, 18 under for the tournament. He was tied for third. Still brings home a nice $519,000, so... I think he'll be okay. But, yeah, that stinks. He was in the mix. He had a lead for a little bit yesterday. 
but the flat stick failed him again. Yeah, I Nick, thought he was winning that tournament yesterday. I did too. Nick Taylor gets the win, and Dustin Johnson got the win in the Live Golf on Saturday. Bet your ass I was locked into that one. Locked into the music? That's his third Live Golf championship more than anybody else out there. And, yeah, they had music playing in Vegas the entire time. So if these PGA golfers can't deal with a little noise during their backswing, oh my. they got to learn Get from their the hole. In the hole. <laughs> that guy's yelling Baba Booey before they even swing. Shut the hell up and have another sip. Oh, my God. All right. So we've got uh, – we got to talk about some of the fun stuff from Super Bowl 58. And obviously, we can get back into the game and talk about Mahomes and his legacy and the Chiefs dynasty and debate whether or not it's going to continue moving forward. But I want to get your thoughts on the, you know, the commercials, the halftime show, some of the other stuff that went on during the broadcast last night. What were your big takeaways from the non-game part of Super Bowl 58? I did like the commercial with the little kids, the E-Trade, the pickleball, and that was great. Mm. That was great with the two babies. <laughs> that was that was great. This clinic's for free. This one's for free. This is on us. That was great. The talking E-Trade babies. Oh, yep. oh that was great, man. They, they've been a staple on Super Bowl Sunday for like a decade now. They are and... fantastic. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. The, the, the way pickleball has been so popular now, and there are these two babies just schooling these fools. <laughs> I mean, it was great. That was a pretty good one. talking trash about it at the end. Saying yep. hey, this is for free. This one's this this clinic's for free this time. Well, I I liked that. I enjoyed that one. I didn't really pay attention to a lot of them. But they just they get to be. It it seems long. I know they're only a minute, but some of them seem like so freaking long, dude. Some of them are two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah, That's costly. Yeah. Well, for a thirty second ad, it was seven million dollars. Wow yesterday so i guess yeah 14 mil for a minute ad and then 28 mil if you're buying two minutes i mean that's insane dude what about timu how many ads is timu going to have did you see those oh i saw oh yeah i don't even know what that is he just kept having ads like every other commercial break there was timu in there like it's a company i never heard of before last night and here they are spending more money than anybody else in the game what is that it's not T-Mobile, is it? No, I don't think so. I saw enough of those too. I mean, I saw I saw a lot of cellular commercials in in the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, those two jabronis, one of the guys oh, yeah. from Scrubs, and I can't remember where the other guys from in those T-Mobile commercials where they're dancing with John Travolta. They've been doing that for a while. I'm trying to think, what were the other the Dunkin' Donuts one with Ben Affleck and Tom yeah, Brady? Was, I, uh, one is good enough. I saw one time that was plenty. Yeah, yeah, J Lo was in there. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon dropped the how do you like them donuts? <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was a pretty good one. But you're right, like one time on that was enough. I don't need to yes. see that in, in the weeks to come. No. Um what else? Oh, there was a Christopher Walken one that was pretty with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Be good where everyone was making fun of him. I did not see that. 
that was a solid one. And then Usher was uh, at the end of that commercial, too. I think it was for BMW. That was decent. There was one where Patrick Stewart chunked Hey Arnold. Remember that one? That was a two-minute commercial. And Patrick Stewart Tua was in that. Your guy, Tua T. It was like a Paramount Plus, a streaming service commercial. He didn't fall, did he? He did not fall. And they like Patrick Stewart picked up Hey Arnold and chunked him. Uh, tried to get over some mountain. It, it wasn't very good. It lasted for what felt like three hours. Um, what else was good? Oh, the State Farm with Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Did you see that oh, yeah. one? Yeah. He kept saying neighbor instead of neighbor. Come on, neighbor. Yeah, that, that could have been like 30 seconds shorter than what it was. but that yeah, it was. was it was long. Too many neighbors. Too many neighbors. Those are the ones that I wrote down. Uh, there was a cute Kia one, the, the ice skating girl and the grandpa. That was probably the tearjerker of the night. Oh, dude, that almost brought a tear to my eye. I thought that was cool. That was good. That was yeah. well done. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? The little girl's figure skating. She looks into the stands. Her dad's there, but there's an open seat. Grandpa's um, not around. I'm thinking it's the mom. Like, is the mom sick? Is the mom dead? What's going on? I thought Instead, the mom was dead. They just pull up to Grandpa's like $80 million house where he's got a nice ice rink. Yeah, what? a frozen pond in the, back, in, the, <laughs> in the backyard. She just starts skating there. It's like, shit. How disappointing is the dad? He's only driving a Kia while Grandpa's got this nice-ass house. Yeah, Grandpa didn't, didn't, Grandpa didn't show up to the event. Hey, bring the event to my house. Bring it up here. Bring yeah. it up the hills, up the mountain. Yeah. What a, what a place that was. Yeah. No kidding. Way to go, Gramps. I wouldn't leave either if I lived there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why come down from the mountain? Yeah. You might have yeah. been perfectly fine. You know, the wheelchair might have just been a bit, you know, like yeah. Ray from Trailer Park Boys. He could have been I'm not okay. Doing that. I'm not coming down there. You come <laughs> to me. You think I'm leaving this for that shit? Sit yeah. in that bleacher seat? The <laughs> community ice rink? No, thank you. Oh my God! Yeah, it's a private good. show here. Yeah, that was, what a, was good. What about the uh, what about the Usher halftime show? Now you are notorious for not watching the Super Bowl halftime show. Right, you and your wife are usually out making deviled eggs or something. Yes, yes. Uh, did you watch any of Usher? I did. I watched. I I, I watched the entire show. What happened? I thought he was good. Well, not for me that I didn't get a, you know, once I went for my exercise there, I never showered after that until after, you know, after the whole game was over with, I waited, you know, I ate dinner and I was sweaty and nasty and Ew. Uh, mama was not going to have any of that. I wasn't having it. I couldn't even stand myself during the game. Most of the game. You did an hour and a half of cardio and then you didn't shower and you sat for like five hours watching that game. No, I didn't sweat much. I perspired. But it was enough, you know. The it's a synonym. It's the same thing. <laughs> no. Yes. Sweating is sweating is what Usher was doing. I just perspired. Look, <laughs> Usher was definitely sweating up there. How do you work out for an hour and a half and not Dude, sweat? I went for a walk. I went for a two mile walk. I. It wasn't that I had. It wasn't like I got on the treadmill and was running. I can't. I can't run on the hard pan. I can only walk out there. But I, I had a little brisk pace going. And I've done that walk when it was like over 100 degrees. I much prefer it when it's in the 50s like yesterday for sure. Oh, yeah. I, it, it's, it's hard to make it. And there have been times I didn't get quite to the two-mile mark that I turned that baby around and came back because I knew that hill coming back was not going to be fun. But yesterday I went the whole distance, and whew, it was yeah. still. 
You didn't <laughs> no. have this weather, did you? <laughs> you don't prefer this weather when you're running, right? You'll take fifties no. over a hundred, but you'll also take a hundred over the. Well, the contour of that street right there was just perfect. I don't know what they're, these two are complaining about. I mean, there's the black ice or the white ice or the Asian ice or whatever they're looking for. But I can see the ice where she runs on right here. I mean, how can you miss that? Lady, I see it right now. Boom. Whoa, boom. <laughs> oh. You know right what she slips on? She slips on like the, the paint, right? Like the white line in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's what that it was. was. Achilles out. That's right, in the game. Yeah, like that's a thing too. Like when it's raining, uh, this is probably a thing everywhere, but I feel like I've only noticed this in my current apartment complex. Like the paint in the parking lot, whether it's like the handicap spot paint or just the white line, it's always way, way slicker on that. And that's what she did. Like that's where this woman falls right here. She's... You call she it a black guy. She doesn't have to go through the lake. You can go around the pond. Yeah, you call I'm it a saying, black guy that she slips on, but it's really a white line. I mean, she runs right down the middle of it. I mean, yep. all she has to do is go one foot to the left, and she probably doesn't have that fall, and she doesn't slam her dome, and she's grabbing her back, but she's too afraid to grab the back of her head because she doesn't because it's probably gushing blood oh. coming out of that, coming out from underneath that little hoodie of hers. But she's all right. She gave the thumbs up. She did. Yeah. If you're trying to jog it off for another three or four steps before she got in an ambulance. <laughs> uh, no ambulance was saving her. No one was driving on those roads. If uh, I'll say this, I did see the new Jardians commercial that you guys have been talking about with the new Jardians lady. They're yeah. not going to sell because the, the, the person that should be doing that commercial is the big dude that's a part of it at the end. Why isn't he the lead dancer in that? They like oh. to look like a pizza dude. He looks like a pizza dude. I mean, he should be the guy. Doesn't he give her like some pizza pie or something like that? He's huge. Yeah. He's huge too. I'm like, I got the wrong person. The lady's not as near as big as the guy. Yeah. Now they both could use some Jardians, but he definitely needs it more than she does. Um, well, the problem is the song is sung by a female and you've got... Yeah. The, the lead singer, the lead dancer is voicing over the song. So you can't have a male singing that. It's got to be a lady. So more, that might be very 20th century of me. Sorry if that's offensive. Maybe you can have a male singing like that these days. I don't know. Of course you can. But no, nah, like, it's got to be a woman singing with that song. If they add a guy version. Yeah, they then, need to add a guy version, yeah. They've got your prime candidate with big chubs over there. Big He's ready pizza, to go. pizza there going. I mean, I, it just was, it was unbelievable. I said, that's not selling anything. Where's the grape ape at? Bring her back with the, with the yellow banana outfit on. She's moved on. Oh, you she, think she moved on or have they moved on from her? She's moved on. She's probably in Vegas. I'm surprised I didn't see her at the halftime show yesterday. But the halftime show I thought was fantastic. I was... Yeah, she deserved to be up there on stage. Hey, if Taylor Swift didn't do it, she should have been on there. There's, Yeah, that would have been a hilarious prop bet. Option. But everybody that you said that was going to come on stage did come on stage. I'd like to credit myself because I made yes. one 10,000-unit play throughout football season, right? That's your bit. I did steal yeah. it in Houston, so thank you very much for that. I was the gold star lock guy in Houston yes. when I was down there, but... I was like, that's your move. You're the gold star lock guy. 5,000, 10,000, whatever. That's your move. I made one 10,000 unit play all season long, and it was on Lil John showing up on stage at halftime yesterday. And of course, 
like lock of the century right there. It was only like minus 150 too. Like it wasn't like I bet on a minus 1000 thing. It was easy money. And you're right. A lot of guests you had. Little John was there. Obviously Ludacris was there. Luda was uh, fantastic. How about the throw from Luda? No. He still, he still got it. Uh, Alicia Keys was there. Boy, she's so talented and such an incredible singer, but she whiffed on the first few notes yesterday, didn't she? Yeah, it's like she needed to get started first. Yeah, yeah, I was like... Bars first. And I'm like, all right, everyone's lip singing up here. And then I heard Alicia Keys do that, and I'm like, oh, well, she's not. Maybe maybe she should have been at the start, uh, but she's incredible. Her was there, nice guitar solo with Usher. Oh, yeah, it was. She knocked it out of the park. Will I Am was there. And then Jermaine Dupree. About Jermaine Dupree. What the hell was this guy wearing? I got to screen share this one, too. Screen share features getting used a lot today. I mean, what is going on there? I, no one knew who that was at the party I was at. At first, we're like, is that CeeLo Green? That's what I thought it was originally. And then it wasn't. I, I didn't even know during halftime. I had to check Twitter like midway through the third quarter to find out who the hell that was. He's got Kyler and, Murray's outfit on. And of course, yeah, that, uh, everything's a little bit too small there, Jermaine. <laughs> I mean, what are those socks, too? Those are like tap dancing socks what are those they have little tassely things that's like those are like the ones when you put a newborn baby on with the little tassely things in the middle of the sock he's had baby socks on that's why i kept thinking of kyler murray when i saw those baby socks he's a member of the lollipop guild or something <laughs> dude i mean oh, an Oompa Loompa. i was i wanted to see somebody skate off you know i wanted somebody to go off the edge oh you know, yeah the roller skates Somebody has got to go off the edge. Yeah, this, <laughs> that's what Jermaine Dupree was wearing. And had this like the biggest concert that guy has ever done in his life. And the first time anybody has seen him in like two decades. Yes. And he decides to wear this? Yeah, those are the shoes. Yes. I, I've, I've seen my, my daughter when they were like little girls in those before. Dude, he just he went he literally came from signing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> like what what on earth was happening there? He had his, he had his matching outfit on too. Now, if oh, I see Kyler Murray in that, I understand. I understand the little people outfit, but I did not understand from CeeLo. I'm like, why is CeeLo up here? What does CeeLo have to do with this halftime show? Yeah, and it was Dupree, who, of course, is an Atlanta guy. Like, that should have hit me earlier. I just hadn't seen him in so long. I didn't know what he looked like anymore. Yeah, they're trying uh, to take over Vegas. They were trying their best, weren't they? He's dressed up like Wednesday Adams, dude. I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, they just out of control, out of control. Uh, and you're right, the skates, that was, that was cool. Like, good bit. I need it. It would have been better if somebody goes off the edge of the off the edge of that stage, though. I agree. That, that's the best bit if they go off. I I, I always dig a marching band too. Yeah, they did have the marching band, and they uh they spelled out the letters Usher in front of the stage during Yeah, which was the final song. Uh, I thought it was great, man. Yeah, I, yeah, he he was fantastic. You know, that dude was overbuffed. Now he went back there and got a workout in before he went on stage because he his stuff was. His stuff, he was he was trying to be a big man like me, trying to be the big man. And he had the big man. He he got rid of all that stuff. Man, he, Usher was never that big. He was a thinner dude. Now he had he's always had six packed and always looked good, but that guy was thick, I thought. I think, yeah, I think he's in better shape than you are right now. I don't I don't know if I'd go there. 
<laughs> he still looks good. I mean, he's 45, but still got it. The dance moves oh, yeah. are obviously there. Uh, super talented, man. Like, I'm an Usher fan. Uh, I was watching the game with the, a lot of girls, and, of course, they were going nuts during the performance. When the shirt popped off, I popped mine off, too. Did not did get you, the same Did you do any of the moves? Did you try any of the moves, though? <laughs> no, no. I would have torn an ACL or an Achilles like Dre Greenlaw if I tried. Come on, Greenlaw. You're on the sideline. Just yeah. stroll onto the field. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I can't blame him for that. Like, that's such a freak accident. It's just, he wasn't so celebrating. He was just trying to run onto the field. Yeah, like everyone does that, right? Some guys walk, but most guys, like, jog onto the field, you know, whatever. He's a captain of that team. He's trying to get his, his guys pumped up and himself pumped up, and then uh, he just ate it. But, yeah, I thought the halftime show was really good. Back to that. Uh, you know, not one of the best ever or anything. No. But, like, really solid. Um, good cast of characters. The roller skates was a good bit. Uh, the stage was nice. The band was good. Uh, Jermaine Dupree provided the laughs by dressing up the way he did. Uh, <laughs> and it was just a blast from the past, man. All, all the songs that I illegally downloaded on LimeWire as a kid, <laughs> I, got to, uh, I got to hear last night. So. And good for Russia because he has a new CD coming out, so that'll work for him. Yeah. Album, Even whatever it is. Even though Taylor Swift was not there, you still like the halftime show. Yeah, I did like the I did like the halftime show. There was yeah. enough of her. There was enough of her scene. She looked tired. She she was pretending to be into the game, but that had to be a thirteen hour flight. <sighs> yeah, they showed her trip. a lot too. I wasn't that was sure. A long trip to see her man push the old man coach and almost push him to the ground, beat him up on the sideline. Oh, and then Kelsey oh, after the game. Did you hear his on podium? Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome, yeah. I got that here. He's with Jim Nance. Yeah, here it is. Travis Kelsey singing, I guess you could call it that, Viva Las Vegas after he was presented the Lombardi. Dude is a sick character, man. Dude, they show Taylor Swift right after that, and even she was like, "No, nope. don't do that ever again." <laughs> like, embarrassing like that ever again. Oh uh, yeah, and it was perfect. Like I was, I was glad they showed Taylor in that moment because I could not wait to see her reaction. And she was just like, "Oh my god, that guy is something else, dude." Damn. Hilarious, hilarious. All right, we'll uh, get some more Super Bowl audio here momentarily. But first, Buck, some more love to another great sponsor. Dr. Greg Ecker. Like I said, I've got to go see Dr. Ecker, get a teeth cleaning here. Uh, he's been doing this, folks, for over, how about this, over 20-some years. He is absolutely the very best, folks. And when it comes to dentistry, whether it's general dentistry or the, or the most advanced work, Dr. Ecker does it all. 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. I had mine done in just two visits with the good doctor, and for the last seven years, couldn't be happier. Now, if you need some general dentistry done, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, tooth loss solution, sleep apnea, Dr. Eckert does that. But dental implants, last year, he really got into it. He's doing dental implants right now. Not as expensive as, obviously, veneers, but they look fantastic on you. Whether it's two or three teeth, one tooth, many teeth, Dr. Eckert could get it done. Find out if you're a candidate for dental Im implants by giving him a call at 512-345-3166. Like I said, 27 years of service, 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. 
And if you've got a problem with the dentist, which a lot of people still, uh, they go to the dentist, but not willingly. Well, who the hell goes to the dentist willingly, except for me now, because I like to be knocked out. I love it. If I have to get that IV sedation, I like a little nap. But he'll mm-hmm. give you IV sedation if, if need be, because he wants to take care of your dental health, which will take care of your general health. And that new insurance that you have that just came in to play in January, let's get it done now so you don't have to use it in December as we get ready to roll into 2025. He takes most insurance. Find out if your insurance will work. Most of them do with Dr. Eckert. He's our dentist. He should be your dentist also. Yeah, I need that IV sedation at home, man. I need one of those machines. I slept like a baby last night. You know what? It was the workout. I had a good, and I had a good meal yesterday too. I mean, I had a big old pork chop yesterday with mashed potatoes. Can somebody give me brown gravy? I always have to make your brown gravy. State of Texas, it's all about the white gravy, huh? Is that yeah. the fried steak? Yeah, I think so. Cream gravy is definitely more popular down here than the brown gravy, but you can find good brown gravy from time to time. It's good brown gravy, but I had yeah. a nice pork chop before, after my workout, but I, I should have found a way to get a shower in there, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, my that God. I kind of sat in my own funk for a while, for a long while. Overtime, man. I, I have become an over-showerer in my adult life. I've noticed I'm doing that too. Yes. I mean, I'm two a day minimum now. Like it's more, more likely that I'm going to shower three times in a day than one time in a day. And I work from home. Like I have to shower in the morning before we start to like wake me up. And then if I go like run any errand or obviously work out like anything after that, I got to shower. It's, it's. Well, yeah, well, you're almost 30, you know, in March, you'll be 30 years old. So you're past puberty and your smell is a little different. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you're, you're reaching the good smell age, as a matter of fact, when you get into your 30s and 40s, because once you start getting to 50s, you know, you start losing some 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 emollients in your skin and stuff. Mm. So you start smelling like a teenager. And you know, when you were a teenager, when you came from the gym and your parents would be like, oh, my God, I'm not going in this room or yeah. please, son, you yeah. just went by me. You got it. Man, my teenage boys, they smelled like a goat, like a like a real goat, like a goat bringing his kids with them. And then they, you get to a certain age, like you're getting to 30, you're not supposed to smell anymore. 30s is is, is the good time. 30s to 40s is when the girls are like, man, you smell like Cliff Kingsbury almost. Like, like a, a nice fresh tossed salad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not trying to smell like a tossed salad, dude. I like you too. I got to take two a day now. You get yeah. old and some of the stuff starts to disappear. All that stuff that under your pits. And, you know, you see those new commercials where they had that, that deodorant that you can put on your waistline, on your butt crack, and all that other stuff. Oh yeah, what? yeah. They have they have a, a a deal that's on TV. I don't. I can't believe you've missed that. The the commercial with the lady who's invented the underarm stuff, the waistband stuff, the butt crack stuff. It's like Gold Bond. What is it? Oh no, it's it's a it's like a it's like a like a roll on. I forget what it's called, Blum or something like that. She's invented that. My wife gets gets grossed out by that commercial. Like, and you put it on your ass. Like, that's not going to help that. I guess it's the butt crack area. I don't know. Well, she's getting into some freaky stuff over there. I guess. (laughs) No, but there's this that commercial just drives my wife insane. Huh? I've not. I've seen every commercial. You know that, and I've not seen that one. Oh, I forget it. Somebody, one of the texters will. On the on the uh, code of text line, we'll text you what it's called. There is loom, loom, loom. That's it. That's it right there. Never heard of that. It's out there, BK. That commercial is too funny. She's like, 
put it on her crack. I'm like, yeah, lady, what's happening there? Yeah. Uh, I got so what's you she doing? You're in your 30s. You're gonna good. You got you got about 10, 15 years of good smelling. So, but but you're going three times, huh? Not in my 30s yet. Don't round me up. I don't need that. You're close. Um, I know. I got like three weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big shower. It, I'd say two a day on average, but more likely three than one at this point. It's, yeah, it's I agree. Yeah, I'm, more, I'm I'm more into two. My wife is always you're taking another shower. I'm like I just gone through the whole day. Yeah, but you will do a workout and then not shower. That's what I don't get. That's what started this whole thing. It's the Super Bowl, dude. It's just me sitting up in here. Spray down your couch, little Lysol. Everything's good there. I've got a, I've got a cover that I put on the couch. There but you know, go. when you're out here doing performing usher moves in front of the big screen, the 85 inch Tom McKay. That's right, audiovisual consultations. I'm doing I'm doing all the moves that Usher is doing, and even a little extra. Because I'm I'm definitely rolling back like Michael Jackson, you know. <laughs> rolling back in your grave like Michael Jackson? Dude, that was good. Good performance. Rolling, yes. rolling back the age of the people you're trying to hook up with like Michael Jackson? What are you talking about? No, dude, it was good. Good performance. Yeah, we need we need your wife. I got to I gotta text your wife and be like, hey, will you film Bucky doing some Usher dance moves today? We got to let the people see that because that'd be fantastic as buff as he was i didn't know he could get through all the gyrations but i guess strength wise legs are in great shape he's got the moves man looks looks like me at a bar mitzvah got the moves nice. shout nice. out av consultations yep our man tom mckay he's been texting in earlier you know you you missed out on a golden opportunity i don't know what tom makes but i do know last week he offered a exchange of paycheck with you he said san francisco was going to win and he was so confident no that just shows you he has no clue <laughs> I even made the switch. Remember, I was going that way originally. I said, "No, don't be silly. It's Patrick's Mahomes. I mean, it's Pat versus that dude." Yeah, hey. yeah. And uh, you missed out on that opportunity. But shout out AV Consultations. I got the two TVs behind me. They were professionally installed by Audiovisual Consultations. Yes, I'm still working in the dark. I'm sure the maintenance guy is going to start banging on the door at some point during the show to replace the light bulb in here. But uh, TVs still look great in the dark. I've got the four TVs set up in the other room. It's amazing. Seriously. AV consultations, they can hook you up with something like I have. If you want that man cave or the woman cave with a bunch of screens on one wall, they can do it. If you want the giant 85-inch screen like the Bucks got, they can do that. Home theater room with the projector, indoor, outdoor, it doesn't matter. They're the best in the business, and they've been in business since 1988. They've been around longer than I've been alive here in Central Texas. Just give them a call. It will be a call you don't regret. You make a lot of calls. You're like, why did I do that? This is one that you will never regret. 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678. Or check them out online at avconsultations.com. You had two days. You have not changed that light bulb. You have not got, you're still making the apartment. I know you don't want to take somebody's job, but, you know, they were busy for Super Bowl. You could, you were, you know, they have light bulbs at 7-Eleven. You could have grabbed the light bulb and stuck it up in there. Yeah, but then I'd have to pay for it, and then I'd have to do the work. Why would I do that? I'd have to. Why would I do the work? I, I pay rent here. I pay for somebody to do that stuff for me. It's you missed it in the midday show. Trey, Trey, and everybody else was roasting me for this. It's like whatever. Y'all are just jealous, all right? You homos out there. You homeowners. Short for homeowners. Yes. I don't want to get offended here, but that's yeah. Classic abreve for homeowners. You homos out there have to do all that stuff by yourself. Me, apartment dweller, I get other people to do it for me, okay? 
I'm living the good life right there. Move You're over, Taylor the dark Swift. Life. You're living in the dark. <laughs> wow. It'd be so funny if they just like my uh, maintenance company at my apartment complex, just like Colin Kaepernick protest this and they just don't show up. I'm, I'm holding out. This is, this is going to be an NFL contract situation. Like they might think they can hold out and not replace my light bulb. And at some point I'm going to do it, but yeah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. No, you're going to do it because you're going to have to call them at least five more times because they're saying as many things as we have to do in a, an apartment complex, this dude can't find a light bulb and get on a chair that stolen chair and get it done. I showed I showed Trey this on Friday. I don't think I showed you this, but like the rooms have like this remote control that controls the light and the fans. In and an apartment? The, in an apartment. And the uh, the battery died on this remote. And guess who called maintenance to replace the battery? No, you didn't go. You were at 7-Eleven. Was it nine volt battery? The nine volt, yeah, literally a nine volt battery, and Come it ran on, out. And, and I'm like, I think I have a nine volt battery too. Of I'm course like, you mm, do. I'm not gonna use that on this. This is the apartment's property, and because I'm a man of the people, I want to make sure the maintenance guys have jobs. If I start doing their work for them, then what are they gonna have to do? They're gonna have they'll to let them to, go. They'll get to you by the end of this week. You know, they've got a little Super Bowl hangover too. You know, they wanted to enjoy the Super Bowl, but they figured, oh, that dude is not going to be at it. He's not going to hang out at his apartment very long. And even when he's working, it looks just fine in the dark. So you'll get to it before they get to it. Mm, no, nope. You're holding I'm, out, huh? I am holding out into training camp. This thing can go, go through. Good job, Dak. <laughs> this thing could go through the entire off season. I don't care. All right. Now, this is also the guest room at my apartment. So if I have any guests coming over, Sorry they about that. Fast, bring a flashlight with you. You better have, you better have a flashlight, a flashlight, any light, whatever. <laughs> you better have that shit ready to go because if uh, the complex doesn't come through and fix it, then this is how it's going to be. Wow. It's like that. Oh, man. Hey, did you watch any of the Nickelodeon broadcast last night? No, I didn't watch any of that green slime and stuff. And let's quit doing that, please. Let's not oh. do that anymore. What do you mean? No, no slime. No. For the kids. They had E-Trade. That was enough for the kids right there. <laughs> the kids didn't enjoy that pickleball. So the party, match. I went to a couple of parties yes, uh, yesterday. Sick, I know. Uh, but the party I watched most of the game at had like three TVs set up. And two of them were on the CBS broadcast, but one of them was on the Nick broadcast. And it was on a delay, too. It was like five seconds behind so I kept like, I was watching the main broadcast and then I kept looking over kind of like a free replay on the Nick broadcast. But yeah, also like slime everywhere, jellyfish flying around. Oh God. You had SpongeBob and Patrick in the booth. You want to hear the, their call? Yeah, let's the, give, it, give it, I like, yes. So it was Noah Eagle, Ian Eagle's son and Nate Burleson who were like the actual broadcasters in the booth. But it was a four man booth with SpongeBob and Patrick in there too. And here is uh, the overtime game-winning touchdown that gave the Kansas City Chiefs the Super Bowl as called by Nicolette. Oh, Mahomes roll
can hear little kids in the background. That's SpongeBob yelling touchdown and Patrick yelling, I can't believe it. I think. And then you had like, you had this. This was Patrick Mahomes. What? (laughs) And then they like, oh my God, dude. I I was a little kid. I mean, I grew up watching SpongeBob, so I was getting a kick out of a ton of these references. And then they had, like, they were showing, you know, they, they show celebrities in the stands during the Super Bowl, and they made, like, SpongeBob SquarePants versions. There's Tron oh, James and Finn Diesel. <laughs> There's uh, Billy Eilish. Great. Oprah Finfrey. Boy, they really did her in with the lips there, huh? Good job there. And then uh, Clamuel L. Jackson. I <laughs> mean... <laughs> It's great. It was great. But yeah, watching uh, watching the game on Nickelodeon was uh, quite the trip, going back and forth from CBS to to that. So there you go. There. How was the party? Uh, it was good. So two two things. I I have to tell you. I got to put some people on blast. Now I'll be nice. There you go. Put them on names. blast. But look, every, every time you go, every time I go in public, I see something that I've never seen before. Right. Like when people use the phrase "I've seen it all," I'm like bullshit. Just go outside one more time because you haven't seen anything. You ain't seen nothing yet, as uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive once said. But first, two first-time things that have ever happened at Super Bowl parties that I've attended in my life. First one, the game goes to overtime, right? About a minute into overtime, a girl leaves. She, like, starts saying goodbye. She's like, I'm going home. And everyone's like, what? She's like, yeah, I don't really care about the game. I'm leaving. I'm like... You made it this far into the game and it's overtime and you're leaving right now? She doesn't remember anything that happened, one part of that game from yeah, yesterday. Yeah, you know, like single girl in her 20s, like didn't have to go home to a, a man or kids or anything like that. Just went home on her own. She's like, I'm tired. I'm leaving. She had to read. She had to read before she went to bed. She had to read? Yeah, she had a book, special books that she had to read. You think she, she just went home and instead of turning the game back on at her place, she just started reading. And that's insane in overtime. And I was like doing a good job keeping my mouth shut. But I'm like, I think at that point I was like, you're seriously leaving right now? And I was like, I was upset. I couldn't believe it. And then another one was at a house and a girl who lives at the house, her and her boyfriend, they walked into the party in overtime. They flew back during the game. And they literally walked in the house when it was fourth and one in overtime when Mahomes ended up running to keep the Chiefs' season alive. They walked in and watched like 10 plays of the game. And we're done. the last 10 plays. That was it. I hope they drank three beers. I don't think they did. They just like walked in with all their stuff, sat down, watched fourth and one, and watched the rest of the game. Wow. Those are buck-offs right there, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah. Which, one's, which one's worse out of that deal? Leaving in overtime or showing up in overtime? Leaving in overtime. Leaving in overtime's worse? Yeah, you made it that far to the game? Yeah. yeah how do yeah, you I leave? Have, I have my, there, you know, as you said, go outside, something else will happen. My first encounter of, of football on Sunday was I went to HEB early because, you know, I made it through, made it through without sugar again yesterday. There you go. No sweets during the course. No sweets at all. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to that. I've gone a week right now without any of that. Haven't stopped off even at 7-Eleven to grab something. No, no nastiness whatsoever. But I go to HEB, so I'm getting all 
those, like I can have a couple grapes here or there or, or some green bananas. And so I'm, I'm at the end of the line and there's this young man and this young girl. And I think they're probably high schoolers. And, the, and then, you know, they start talking about Super Bowl as they were you know, putting stuff in the bag. And the girl says to the, to the young guy, she said, do you think that Texas and Texas A&M will ever play in the Super Bowl? And you know what the kid says to her? He goes, you know what? That's not a that's not a bad question. And I went, man, you are trying to impress her because you should have said, that is the dumbest ass thing. I just, I didn't say a word. I never even responded. When, and they were down, I was in the bagging area when she said it. She goes, so Super Bowl today, do you think Texas, Texas A&M, you think they'll ever play each other in the Super Bowl? And the kid says to her, the, the young man says to her, he goes, you know what? That's not a bad question. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I didn't fall down right there. I just got my bags and kept on going. I got home and I told my wife, she goes, I could have even answered that. I'm like, oh. I'm funny. I said, I was, I was thinking one of the two dogs could have answered that. Could have barked that <laughs> the E-Trade babies could have answered that one. You know, but she was so serious. And he was so serious about telling her, like she, what he was trying to say is, that's not a dumb question. <laughs> I so would have lost it, dude. I wouldn't have been able to keep a straight face. I did. I, I kept a straight face, and I didn't cry because I could have just started crying right there. I mean, oh I did. God, what? I didn't. I didn't even get involved. I just put my little bags on my arms and just rolled down. And said, "You guys have a have a good Super Sunday." Are you sure he knew? Like maybe he wasn't a big football guy either, and he was just. Oh, like, he was. He. Okay. I think. I think he was. He's just he trying was, to be nice. He was trying to be over nice. Like, I'll tell you what, I, I like at various points in my life, I think I've been a little desperate to get laid. I've never been that desperate to get laid. Never. I, I think he Even was in high just, school when I like wasn't getting laid. I like I, I wasn't he, that desperate to get laid. I think he just was just being over, you know, it's Sunday morning, you know, people are coming from church. He doesn't want to offend anybody. Those two are working on Super Bowl Sunday. And he just didn't say that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I mean, he just didn't. He just didn't. Because if I'm really truly involved, I am going to just. Here's what you would have said to that woman. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> just, I, he couldn't. He couldn't bring himself to do it unless, like you said, he didn't know. But I think he knew. But I think he was being very. That was a very nice young gentleman. Were they coworkers, or they were also checking out? They were coworkers. Oh. They, were, they were bagging together. Oh, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to. He didn't want to embarrass her. I don't think. Okay. All right. All right. That's a little better than I thought. It was just two customers, like boyfriend oh, no. and girlfriend, just checking out at the. Oh no! I would stop. I would have stopped two dumbass customers and said something then. Yeah, but, but all right. Were, no, very were, nice guy. He was, you know, he was yes. buttering her up so she could butter him up later that night. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe they were going to the same. Super Bowl party. Good joke but, there, Jason. Will they ever play each other? And I was, and I, I didn't, I didn't even break a smile. I just like, Brock, just get your stuff and get out of here. Will Texas and Texas A&M ever play each other in the Super Bowl? Code a text line. Hit us up. Let us know. 512-222-9328. And she was dead serious. She was dead serious when she asked him the question. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't. She was serious. Like she had learned some football somewhere. I don't know. What school of football she went to, but she did not learn very well. 
No. She needs a refund if she paid for that school. Man, that's, oh man, that's a disastrous question, but it's so funny, and I'm so glad she asked it. Wow. Yeah, All right. I'm glad she asked it too. But I needed that young man to, to answer. Hey, CDC, that. someone should angrily tweet at CDC. Why isn't Texas and AM playing in the Super Bowl? Somebody will say that. Some of the dumbass tweets that guy gets sent to him. My God. Wow. Um, all right. Hey, we don't have a phone line yet, but we're working on a little video line, Buck. Nice. Got to have let. We're literally going to let people be guests who show up on camera and talk to us. Like a phone call, but instead of a phone call, like if they have a webcam or, hell, they can log in from their phone. And they want to chime in. And they have something to say. Yep. I'll tell, tell you what they couldn't say much about was that basketball team on Saturday getting Ooh. West Virginia's ass back. Good job by the Longhorns. That was that was a that was a game where everybody was involved. Yeah. Finally. 94 I mean, to 58, the final score, Buck. All five Texas starters were in double digits. They had 55 points at halftime. Yes. West Virginia had 58 for the whole game. Texas had 55 at halftime. And oh, by the way, it took the Longhorns until the last four minutes of the game against Iowa State to get to 55 points. They got there in 20 minutes on Saturday. It was a total assing, as we like to yes. say. That was really the way you're supposed to play after that moral victory against Houston or moral loss against Houston. That's, that's what I was expecting this team to look like from that point on. Yeah, they're battle-tested, right? They'd played six straight games against ranked opponents and... West Virginia was the first game after that. So they had played some of the best teams in the country. They went three and three in that stretch, which kind of got them back into the tournament picture. Uh, but yeah, I was like, all right, you're, it's a big step back in competition. I know you lost to West Virginia on the road, but they're one of the worst teams in the conference. Like you got to take care of business at home. Texas, I think was an 11 point favorite, maybe a 12 point favorite. So they were expected to win and win relatively easily. But I don't think anybody saw that coming. And no. it, it obviously begs the question of, where has that been all year? But, you know, it's the Big 12. Most teams are a lot better than West Virginia. But it was such a clean game for Texas. Um, 28 assists. That's a Big 12 record for Texas. 28 assists to just five turnovers, Buck. They had 22 turnovers in the loss in Morgantown to that same West Virginia team. Man. They had just five yesterday or Saturday. It was uh, really beautiful to watch for all 40 minutes. Yeah, it was really nice to see Tyrese Hunter get out get out of his funk and play some really, really good basketball. And they got the ball around to everybody. They knew they knew who had who had to get it first, and that was Dylan DeSue. Getting it to DeSue was the most important thing. It's the most important thing they can do from this point on and should have been from the beginning, you know, once he got back in the groove. So yeah. But everybody was involved, you know. Mitchell, you know, Asmus goes and passes the big O. I mean that is, this is that that team right there is the team that we've been looking for, right? You know, and 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 that's a team that can can do a lot of things to a lot of different people. I watch basketball over the weekend too. I watch, you know, Carolina and as Lee said, the Carolina Miami game. He he worried about his Miami team, but man, there's some good athletes on the court. And and Texas, when it when it comes to to athletes, I mean, I think the the ones that they have that starting five. I mean, they can compete against all the teams that I saw over the weekend. They really could. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep reminding people, like, Texas was a preseason top 20 team. Yes. So when you see them look like a top 20 team, that's kind of what the expectations were. Like, despite kind of a new coach, 
despite a ton of roster turnover. Yeah. Like people looked at this Texas roster and this Texas team and said, no, like they should be one of the best 20 teams in the country. Right. And they weren't at the start of conference play. And look, they're five and five now in the Big 12. They're not going to be ranked in the new A people that comes out today. So they're not a top 20 team, but obviously they looked a lot closer to one over the weekend than they have at times this season. So they play like that. Yeah, they can uh, they can run with some of the best teams in the country, but you know. Yeah, they'll have to get a split between Texas Tech and Kansas. They need to so, split that deal. Yeah. They can't Here's, lose them both. The good news for Texas is they have some time off, right? Like kind of a de facto bye week for the Longhorns. They don't have a midweek game this week. So the next time we'll see the Longhorns is next Saturday. The bad news is that team that they play next Saturday is Houston in their house. So that's going to be tough. You get extra time to prepare. You get some extra rest. That's good. But, yeah, you got to play Houston inside the teat. Yeah, and I think that is as, and I think that's not going to be a close game. I think Houston will run away with that game. Yeah, Houston 17-0 this season at home. Uh, they are awesome there. And then you get K-State at home. That's a game you should win. But then yes. after that, it's the two games you're talking about. You go to right. Allen Fieldhouse next Saturday. I don't know, I'm not even going to try to. Maybe the 24th is the date of that. And then you've got a trip to Lubbock right after that. So three of the next four on the road against top 15 to 20 teams in college basketball. If you go two and two in this stretch, you're making the tournament. Now, uh, if yeah. you go if you go one and three, you're still you're still fine. You're still probably okay. But if you but then you can't lose another one. Exactly. Yeah. Look, you've got seven games left, three at home, four on the road. Your three home games are against weak weaker teams, right? It's K-State, it's OU, who's not a weaker team, but you did beat them handily at their place, so you'd like to think you can win. And then Oklahoma State, who's the worst team in the league. Yes, so that's got, yes. You, got, you feel like you've got to win those because the four road games are Houston, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. You're going to be dogs in all four of those. So uh, obviously you win one or two of those, then all right, you're 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 sitting real pretty and we'll be talking about seed lines instead of just whether or not Texas. Yeah, yeah. In. You win, you win one. You're still okay. You win two, and you're definitely okay out of those four. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've got a chance. They've got a lot of Q1 games down the stretch here. Uh, but great game on Saturday. Shot 66 percent in the first half. Eight of 16 from three. You brought up Dylan DeSue's, unquestionably the best player on this team right now. 27 points on just 16 shots. Seven of ten from three. I like, dude. I, I look smart. This doesn't happen very often, but early in the year, like there were so many Texas fans like yelling at Dylan DeSue to stop shooting threes. It's like, oh, he's your best three point shooter. Why stop shooting threes? He goes seven of ten. He was five of five from deep in the first half. Seven of ten from the game. I think he's got a great still, touch. Oh my god, yeah, and because he's so big and he does so much down low, like teams are worried about. You know, his ability to beat you off the dribble. And they just, they give him a lot of open looks from downtown and he buries them like more often than not. I'm trying to pull up his. Uh, he looks like a guy who's getting better. Oh, yeah. He's an NBA player. There's zero doubt in my mind. That guy will be playing on Sundays and every other day. He's shooting 56.5% from three this year. And y'all want him to stop shooting threes? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Any Texas fan yelling at Dylan DeSue for shooting threes now does not know Texas basketball. Like, that guy is a weapon 
everywhere. Any shot that he takes feels All like a good levels, shot. All the levels, he's fantastic. But yeah, 56.5%. I know he missed the start of the year. He still played 15 games. Like, to have a stretch like that, over 15 games in the toughest conference in the sports, yeah, keep shooting him, Dylan. Keep shooting him. Big win on Saturday. Yeah, everybody Our, had part in it. It was good to see. Yeah, you mentioned Tyrese Hunter, too. Nice, uh, nice to see him bounce back. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's the one who's, <clears throat> who they will need to pick up the pace and stay with the pace. He and Mitchell have to keep it up what they're doing. They got to be double-digit guys. It just has to be for them. And then they have to play great defense, and they've got an opportunity. They're, they're, it's going to be right in their face what they have to do. And I'm loving it because that Oklahoma game, the last game of the season, that's going to mean something too. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's sort of the one statistical anomaly from the game on Saturday. Texas scored 94 points as a team. They had four bench points. Yep, the starters were responsible for 90 of the 94 points that the Longhorns scored. And two of those four came at the very end when they had all the walk-ons on the floor. How about Weaver's game? Yeah, Weaver had 13 points on four or five shooting and did all the dirty work, six boards, four assists, drawing charges, playing well, great. If you can get that from him, if you can get those kind of games from him down the stretch. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah, he was great. But, yeah, the Texas lack of depth, even, even in a blowout victory, it still kind of showed up. That's just – there's no midseason transfer portal, so that's just how no. it's going to be. This is not a deep team. They go six, seven, maybe eight deep on a good day but there are going to be days where you're not getting much beyond the starting five. So uh, that's that's where we're at right now. All right, yeah, before we get, you got you got more on that? No, it was, just, it was just good to see. I mean, it was just to see an all-around game from this group. I'm with you 100%. Next game at Houston next Saturday. That will be tough. Buck, before we get back into the Super Bowl, we've got some more audio to get into and – also, got uh, plenty more thoughts on the game itself. How about another sponsor shout-out? How about our good friends at Texas Orthopedics? Now, if you're seeking that specialized, patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our friends and the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Now, their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. While you're there, and if you have an opportunity, say hello to Dr. Christopher Daney and Christopher Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com, folks. Yes, indeed. Shout out Texas Orthopedics. And how about uh, a TV spot? From our great friends over at Covert BK. Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Oh, yeah. I did. Have my, I had my Olipop yesterday. Mm, there we grape, go. Grape on grape. First thing I had when I kind of came back from my thousand mile walk, two miles, um, was that Olipop. It was. It went down good. It really did, and it did have that that cola taste because that's what I had the cola flavor one. It was good. Yeah. It was tasty. It really, really was. But it's got all the ingredients that I need and not the sugar. So I'm still going sugar free after a week. I've done it for a week. 
There you go. And I've, and I've said I'm going to do this for six months. Somewhere along the line, there's going to be a lie in this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised six, there hasn't been already. No, dude. Six months. I got to talk to Doc Trey because there's got to be a fine line between, okay, you're doing this in your second week. Go ahead and have yourself a bowl of ice cream. And when I say a bowl, I mean a gallon. Yeah, I don't think no. you should be doing that. Oh, you know, okay. I'm far from a doctor, but. Maybe I, a little Debbie's, maybe a little Debbie, maybe a Snicker bar. Snickers. I think you can have a cheat day every once in a while, right? Like maybe a candy bar is okay, but not two candy bars, not a whole gallon of ice cream. And the, the risk you run is. By the way, I did, I did, I, I got a, a pork chop and I did not do, I did just tea with lemon in it. Not sweet tea. Oh, regular tea with just a lemon in it. It tastes like piss. <laughs> I don't really know what piss takes, but I got a feeling that's what it tastes like. I I wanted that, you know, sweet tea. Couldn't do it. Just regular old tea. And, and, the, and the young lady dropped a little. She goes, you may need a little lemon with that. I'm like, no, what I need is some sugar in there. Dude, tea is ass, man. I don't know how people like actually drink tea. I feel like it's a bit everyone is in on. Like a southern bit? Just not like pretending to like tea. Like I don't even like sweet tea, but I, I get the appeal of sweet tea. Like I, I taste it and I'm like, okay, I see how people could enjoy consuming this. But just regular, regular iced tea? How the hell do people like that, dude? We, well, messed up. we didn't throw enough of that shit overboard back in the day. We should have <laughs> gotten rid of all of the tea back then. Wow, you're that right. That was our mistake. There's Nasty. people that that's the only way they drink it is just with some lemon. I'm like, man, oh, you're talking about puckering it up. Wow. Yeah, water is significantly better than tea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Shout out to Olipop, though. Get you some at HEB, Target, Costco, Walmart, Whole Foods, wherever you buy your groceries. Get you that Olipop. I need to uh, get me some more of those this week. I got to restock at my place, but uh, great tasting soda. That's actually good for mm -hmm. you. Also love to our friends at Cover 3, the best sports bar in town. I'm sure some of y'all went to Cover 3 to catch the game yesterday. If you did, you had a fantastic time. But of course, it's not just Super Bowl Sunday where you can have a fantastic time at Cover 3 every day. They've got all the games on, tons of TVs, the full bar, the fantastic food. It's the best food you're ever going to find at a sports bar. My favorite place to catch a game in Austin, Texas, USA, America. And it probably will be yours as well. They've got three locations, one up north, Anderson Square, one in Round Rock, and then they've got Cover 2 on Lakeline. Great spots, all of them. Great people running the show at Cover 3. Fantastic food, fantastic dining experience every time you go in there. Um, how about a meme, Buck? Th this could be a drop that we use moving forward. And it comes from Andy Reid. After the game, he was up on the stage with Jim Nance receiving mm -hmm. the Lombardi Trophy as the Chiefs won yet another Super Bowl. The third for Andy Reid. All of them have happened after he's turned 60 years old. Age is just a number, Buck. Yeah, it is. Could be you in your 60s with three rings. But uh, here's a hilarious little snippet of Andy Reid last night. How about that D, baby? How about that D, baby? Oh, he was excited about his defense yesterday. Mm, Spag is, that he, is that what he's talking about? How about that D, baby? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's every, every time I have sex in the rest of my life, I'm going to say that. So How about probably, that D? Probably like zero times. 
but yeah, you know, after like uh, the worst 11 seconds of her life, you just hit her with the... How about the... that D, baby? <laughs> Spags was dialing it up. Where the... Let me tell you, that that whole overtime deal, he blitzed on just about every down. Hey, Purdy, here we come. No matter what it looks like to you, somebody's coming from some angle. Nobody, we're not just dropping back and hoping you throw incompleted passes. Okay. We're not going to give you that much time. We're coming after you. And they came after him. And I'll tell you, as I said, Chris Jones kept getting his hand up, making Purdy turn sideways and throw the ball. But I'm telling you, Purdy is a – that's a good player. Yeah, he played just well. Not, it's not as good as number 15. There's none of them that are out there playing right now. Even the guy who won the MVP is not as good as that guy. Well, it's just – it's crazy to me, right? And I guess we're kind of all over the place here. Spags called a hell of a game. Brock Purdy was pressured on 44% of his dropbacks. And you're right. Wow. It felt like on every big play where the Chiefs needed to get a stop, they brought the house and they got to Purdy. They either sacked him or they forced him into a bad throw or they batted the pass down at the line of scrimmage. Like in yep. every big moment, there was that big third down at the end of regulation, right? If the Niners pick up the first down, they can bleed the clock out, kick a game-winning field goal, and it's game blouse. That's right. But Mahomes, or Mahomes, Spagnola brings the pressure. They forced an incompletion, and Mahomes gets another chance because, uh, yeah, Kansas City's defense got off the field on that third down. And then in overtime on third down, uh, you know, with the 49ers in the red zone, they brought the blitz again. They forced an incompletion. San Fran has to take the three. And then Kansas City marches down the field and scores the touchdown. It was a perfectly called game by Steve Spagnola, who has now won four Super Bowls as a coordinator, two with the Giants against Tom Brady, and then now, two with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in back-to-back -back years. Pretty ridiculous. You his name mentioned. He doesn't, it sounds like he's a guy that doesn't want to be a head coach. He's fine right where he is. Yeah, he's been a head coach before. Um, but, yeah, it, it sure feels like at this point he is, uh, he is perfectly fine. And I beg your pardon. He won one with the Giants. And then three. He's won all three with Kansas City. So yeah. I, was like, I don't think that sounded right. Yeah, one of the two he won with the Giants when they beat the Tom Brady Patriots team. And, yeah, he's been a part of all three uh, Kansas City Super Bowls with Andy Reid. So, yeah, Steve Spagnuolo seems happy as a coordinator right now. He's 64 years young. Uh, I don't even think he interviewed for any coaching jobs yeah, in this fine. cycle. And he's making a lot of money. And that's, that's the scary part about this Chiefs team, dude. Like, we always felt like as long as Mahomes was there, they were going to have a chance to win. But for the first two Super Bowls and, like, for the first four or five years of Mahomes' career, that defense was not good. It no. was just like, hey, just if you could have an average defense, Mahomes and Kelsey and, for a while, Tyree Kill, like, they're going to be good enough to where, you had like, to hey, them, yeah. yeah, like, they're going to be able to score 30 points a game. So just don't blow it, defense, please. But the Chiefs had, like, the best defense in football this year. And they still have Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Right. Like, and that defense isn't going anywhere. They get most of those guys back. They'll have to figure a way to get Chris Jones back in the fold. But, like, that's a young defense that's super talented. They've drafted incredibly well on that side of the ball. Like, that's the scariest part of all of this is you still have Mahomes in his 20s. And you're still going to have Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey more than likely. Yeah, you got to find a way to talk Chris Jones into another year. I mean, oh. he just signed another contract with him, I think, last year. and But it was just like a one-year deal. And I think his is going to be year to year whether he wants to – just quit playing football like he's had enough. He's got enough rings. But you need to you need to get you get if you can, you make him your big money guy. Because he is. I mean, yeah. that dude is a is just a baller now.
Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the best player on that defense. He is the best free agent in the NFL this offseason because yes. technically he will be a free agent when the offseason oh, begins. They're not going to let, for a three-peat, he's going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, they got to pay him. He's, and and he's, Charles Aminahue gets a ring again, right? Yeah, Charles Aminahue gets his second ring. Unfortunately, unable to play in that game yesterday, but look, he's he's earned the ring. He was a big part yeah. of the Chiefs' success this season. Uh, was great in the playoffs before he got hurt in the AFC title game against Baltimore. Uh, and yeah, he gets uh, a Super Bowl ring. So congrats young, to you. Young secondary. That secondary is so much better than I. I still oh, continue man. to look at them. I'm going, they, they can't be that good. So good. And and their discipline when the ball is in the air is second to none, dude. They yeah. crack the ball well. They don't grab. They, you know, bat down passes like at the right time. They're so well coached back there. It's like, God, I'd, I'd pay for Steve Spagnolo to just teach a class to these Texas DBs. Obviously, we can't get them to coach here, but... Can uh, can Sark like pay Spags to come for like a day and teach the DBs what they need to do when the football is in the air? Because those Chiefs DBs are incredible with that. Yeah, they do. They play the ball really, really well. Yeah, and they'll strip. They'll still strip your arms down. They'll not. They know the angles to hit guys. They know when to come across. They know when they can make contact with a guy that's it's close enough. It may be before the ball gets there, but. They make it so they're not whipping guys, you know, around the waist and turning them around an awful lot. I mean, they do a fantastic job. And they play the ball. I mean, they they intercept the ball, too, and play the ball well. Yeah. I like the, I, I like it. And it's a young secondary. It is. It is, yeah. And they've, they've drafted well there once again. They brought in Justin Reed in free agency from the Texans. Yep. And a lot of Texans fans were, like, not really sad that he left. And they're like, ah, oh, the Chiefs are overpaying him. He's been a perfect fit in Kansas City. He's been a first-round pick on McDuffie a couple of years ago, and he's turned into one of the league's best corners. Snead has gotten better. He's the guy because that dude, I used to say, I used to say he's not going to survive in the NFL. He's a bigger guy. He doesn't have that great feet, but you look at him, he'll cover the best of the best. Yeah, people thought he was going to have to play safety in the league too. That's what I thought too. And he's, yeah, really. And I thought he'd have to be back there deep because they were going to get up on him quickly. And go buy them, but they don't. No, no, he's awesome. You're right. He, I mean, it's it's a great young, talented defense that Kansas City has, and they're coached by one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinators in the sports. He's not going anywhere. The coach ain't going anywhere. The quarterback ain't going anywhere. And look, I mean, the Chiefs. You talked about it earlier. The Niners are the favorites to win Super Bowl Fifty Nine, which is next year's Super Bowl. But Kansas City is second, and I, I know we haven't had a repeat in twenty years, and we've never had a three-peat. So it like feels a little scary to pick the Chiefs to do that. But doesn't it feel scarier to pick somebody else besides the Chiefs right now, Buck? Well, it's way scarier if the Chiefs are in that game. Period, because it doesn't matter to me who they're playing against next year. I'll just take them. Unless Brady comes out of retirement again. Yeah, maybe. That's about it. And that's, Brock, Purdy, Brock Purdy's not beating them anytime soon. No. And they are talented. And that's a talented team, too. You know, Chase Young, that's the best I've seen him play all year in that game. Yeah, That was the best game that he's played for the whole season. I thought he brought it. I mean, they brought the best of what they could do, and they did it for a half. And they did it really, really well. They had the, they had the Chiefs confused, but... Man, you give that guy too many opportunities and you're scoring field goals and he has to score touchdowns to win, he's going to score touchdowns. No, because no, I thought, no, as no. I said, that that final drive, I said, this has got to be the drive that somebody finally stops Patrick Mahomes. There's just, he's not going to get this done. Somebody's going to tip a ball. He's going to, you know, he had the one interception in the game where he 
I think he was trying to get that ball to Kelsey. Maybe he overthrew it. But I said, there's got to be another mistake in his bag somewhere. And he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Yep, that one bad throw where he overshot Travis Kelsey, turned into a pick. The Niners couldn't do anything with it, too. No. That was in the third quarter where the game kind of fell apart for San Francisco. Obviously, they took it to the very end of overtime, but uh, they kind of felt like they had a stranglehold on that game in the first half, and they just couldn't do anything in the third quarter. Kansas City came back and took the lead. And, yeah, a big part of that was Mahomes throwing an interception on the plus side of the field, and the Niners went three and out and had to punt Wow. Right after they got the football, that could have been a total turning point in the game. And instead, uh, the Chiefs were given a second live because the Niners offense stalled out. Uh, shout out to Ruse. Yeah, make sure you all like the video. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel, please. If you have not done so, make sure you download the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app as well. So you can listen on the go wherever you are. Well, the kid at center for Kansas City is going to end up being a Hall of Famer before it's all said and done along with the quarterback and Kelsey. Creed Humphrey? Yeah, he will. I mean, he, he rolled one back yesterday. But you're talking about a guy, when he snaps that thing and he's, and he's and his head pops up, he controls the whole line of scrimmage. He is special. Yeah, he's a good player uh, out of Oklahoma. And he, was a, he fell in the draft, too. Some people thought he was going to be a first-round pick, and I think the Chiefs got him late second. Maybe it was after they had just won a Super Bowl or after they had been to a Super Bowl. They had a late second-round pick, and Humphrey was still there, and he was exactly what they needed at that time, and it was perfect, and it's worked perfect for them. Uh, yeah, he's turned into a hell of a player. O-linemen from OU, generally safe bets in the league. They are uh, they are coached up by one of the best, if not the best. Um, but, man, this, this Chiefs Super Bowl run, obviously it's three titles in five years. It's the fourth Super Bowl in Chiefs history. First team to go back to back in 20 years. We touched on that. But this this felt like the year to get the Chiefs, did it not? Of like course. It's so many like issues during yeah, the regular cool. season, and they weren't home. That was the whole narrative. It's like Mahomes now has to go on the road in the playoffs. It's like there's no way he could do what he's done at Arrowhead on the road. But what does he do? He beats the two seed in the AFC on the road. He beats the one seed in the AFC on the road. And obviously, neutral site, but he beats the one seed in the NFC in the Super Bowl. The toughest path to a Super Bowl championship based on strength of opponent ever. Literally, the yeah. Chiefs just completed the hardest. That's stats. That's not an opinion. The stats say, Buck, the four games the, the Chiefs won en route to a title, the toughest road any team has ever had to overcome to win a Super Bowl. This was supposed to be a down year for the Chiefs, and they just did that. Yeah, and, and you know... I'll tell you one thing about Patrick Mahomes is his ability <clears throat> to give the guys around him the confidence that they need in, in big moments. And, you know, during the course of the year, you know, the receivers let him down an awful lot, but he never stopped throwing it to him. You know, every time he, every, every af presser afterwards, I'm going to throw it to my guys, you know, because he knows they're going to get to a point where it's just going to be so embarrassing that they have to catch it. You know what I mean? That they can't fumble it all over the place and everything else. And I was really surprised at that 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 fumble by Pacheco there. That was that was a key fumble. That was a momentum. I mean, that could have kept Kansas City with all the momentum in the in the entire first half instead of it being like a stalemate uh, or or them being down ten. Uh, he still will throw it to you, even if he's mad at you. If there's a design play that's coming to you and you're wide open, and he's and there's another guy wide open, he's going to go to the read that he's expected to go to, and he's just going to put it on you. Hey. Yep. By the way, if you drop it, I'm going to come to you again. You're going to eventually have to catch these balls or you won't be in the NFL. 
Because if you can't catch it from me, you're not going to catch it from anybody because he throws such a nice ball, you know? Oh, my God. And it, it was cool that it was McCole Hardman who scored the game-winning touchdown, right? Yes. A guy who has been on the Chiefs, signed a free agent deal with the Jets this past offseason. It wasn't working out in New York because nothing ever works out with the Jets. And he gets traded back to the Chiefs. Credit Brett Veach, the best GM in the sport. He goes out and gets Hardman uh, for nothing. And Hardman catches the Super Bowl winning touchdown. I mean, that is oh, yeah. awesome moment for him and obviously for Chiefs fans everywhere. And Mahomes, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like we saw Tom Brady. That was my whole childhood into my adulthood, just watching Tom Brady dominate the league. And I'm like, I'm never going to see anything like this again. I'm never gonna like, see a quarterback dominate like this. Never thought I'd, it happened. And here we are. Like Brady just retired, and there's a guy who's had a better start to his career. Now, look, Brady's got seven rings. Mahomes only has three, but Mahomes is 28. He's played six seasons in the NFL, Buck. Here's what he's done. He's been to the Pro Bowl all six times. He's been to six AFC title games, three-time All-Pro, two-time league MVP, two-time passing yards leader, three-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Super Bowl MVP. That is one of the greatest quarterback careers ever and he's done it before he's turned 29. Dude, when you look at all those stats with him versus all the other sports, that's just one of the, the greatest feats ever in sports, period, what he's doing so quickly. And you think Lamar Jackson has pressure now? Wow. Oh, my God. It just sucks if you're Josh Allen, if you're Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's not just AFC anymore. It's NFC. Like any quarterback in the league. Like I think of C.J. Stroud in Houston, obviously AFC, but like, he looks awesome, and maybe he'll find a way to lead the Texans to the promised land at some point. But he's he's got to go through that guy. Yeah, Anyone's got to go through that guy. Right. So, and yeah, the end of, like, Jalen Hurts found out last year. Brock Purdy found out this year. I mean, any quarterback across the – Joe Burrow has found out a couple of times. Now, Burrow got him once. Didn't win that Super Bowl, though, which is – now you wonder, oh, God, it's, you get Mahomes once, get better get him yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's like – it's. They're not going to win them all. Tom Brady didn't win them all. Matter of fact, there was a long gap in between Super Bowl three and Super Bowl four that Brady won, like a decade before he was able to win his fourth and then obviously put up three more with the Pats and then one more with uh, Tampa at the very end. But, man, it's just it's insane that we are kind of seeing this again. I, I thought I was going to die before I saw anything close to this. And once again, right after Brady hangs him up, now Brady's doing commercials during these games while Mahomes is out there winning. It's still, I mean, and it's fun to watch him play too because I, you just don't know. What he, I know what he's going to do. I know when there's a clutch moment, whose hands that ball will be in, and who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna make be the deciding factor in it and making a decision right or wrong. And he's made so many right decisions. Yeah. He's very seldom made a wrong decision. Now you may make a mistake and not get to the spot. But he doesn't make the mistake. He throws the ball exactly where it needs to be. He'll take off and run. Instead of throwing it to you, he'd rather have it in his own hands for two yards for a first down. He's not even going to take a chance of doing that if it's open for a first down. And he'll put his body on the line when it comes to it. Like you said, it's the Super Bowl. The 19-yard run, he could have slid there. It was 17 yards, already a first down, and it was an important time. But that extra two yards of him just lowering himself down there and running just being an athlete, like you said, it's the Super Bowl. He's going to do those things. He's not going to slide at that moment. That extra two yards means a lot. So, yep. Yeah, the Chiefs, that overtime drive, 
Mahomes, once again, 8 of 8 for 42 yards passing, two carries for 27 yards rushing. Wow. He provided 69 of Kansas City's 75 yards on that overtime drive. Very nice. But that is putting the team on the back in the biggest moment right. of his life. And he's had some big moments in his life, but nothing quite like that. And he just delivered in the biggest spot. Andy Reid called some incredible plays. Obviously, the other guys on the Chiefs got the job done. The defense did enough to hold SF to a field goal. And uh, just bonkers, man. This Chiefs team, it's its a dynasty. Let's hear let us hear from Mahomes real quick because he was asked about that after the game. He said, uh, I think it was Tracy Wolfson who was uh, interviewing Mahomes here. She asked him, is this a dynasty? Here's what Pat said. Yeah, it's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight. Celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City. But we're not done. We've got a young team. We'll keep this thing going. He knows He knows how young those guys are. He's got a young team. And you know what he's going to find? Some more weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. who doesn't want to go play with him as a wide receiver? Hey, we've seen mock drafts with Xavier Worthy or Adonai Mitchell slated to wow. go to Kansas City. Could you imagine if either of those guys is in that offense? Man. Hello. I mean, that, that's amazing. Like the Chiefs, they're just, they're built different, as the kids say, because wide receivers are so important now in today's NFL. And the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, right? Tyreek was being a diva. He wanted a big pay raise. And Kansas City's like, no, nah, we don't really need you. And everyone's like, what? You just you yeah. got rid of that guy who helped you win a Super Bowl? How could you? All they've done since they got rid of him was win back to back Super Bowls. How about like, that? that it, it helps. You got the head coach right, you got the quarterback right. It's obviously not all that matters. They have an elite defense now, uh, tons of other talented players. But they just if you if you get the quarterback and the head coach right, then you can uh, you can do it's things hard. that other teams can't do. And getting rid of Tyree Kill that would have ruined franchises. Look at Tennessee; they got rid of their number one receiver and they fell off the face of the earth. But they don't have Mahomes. They don't have Andy Reid. Uh, the Chiefs were able to do that, and here they are again on top of the football world. Amazing. Yeah, and we'll be hearing from the Cowboys uh, relatives here shortly after that game. <laughs> About that, what? What are they going to say? Oh, they're going to say, you know, that could be us. That should be us if we just had the quarterback. Oh, and the coach. Yeah, yeah. Every team wishes they had a Mahomes or an Andy Reid. Every fan base is saying that today. But there's only one of those guys. Man, one of each of those guys. Yeah. Shout out to Altstad Beer, the best beer that you could find in the world. Had some Altstad last night. Hopefully you did too at your Super Bowl watch parties. Got a little hair of the dog this morning, you know? Keep there you go. Keep going, baby. Should be a holiday anyways. If your boss is like, why are you drinking on the job? Be like, go F yourself, boss. <laughs> I should be. This should be a day off. Yeah, I thought about yeah. making today a day off for TSU, but I, I feel no. like we, we, we're the only people who should be working today. Like people right. in sports should be working. <laughs> now, we will be taking President's Day off next week because... We do those kinds of things here. Unlike the the old place, we acknowledge the federal holidays. We acknowledge our presidents. And this is hashtag. We acknowledge our blacks. You know, we had. That's right. We acknowledge What, did you want the whole month off? Wait a minute. I can't acknowledge you you that much. I acknowledge you and your blackness. Leap year. We do get an extra day. Congratulations. There you go. Thank you. You knew that. But so it still it still is the shortest month of the year, so don't don't get carried away here, Buck. Thank you very much. Yeah, but yeah, we're President's Day. We gotta respect our presidents. Come on, man. Hashtag not my president's day. No, actually it will be our president's day. That's right. Yeah. 
next week. Shout out to Altstad Beer. Also, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems. The AC kicked on yesterday. The heat kicked on overnight. I don't know yes, what the yeah. hell is going on, but the beauty of Woods Comfort Systems is uh, they're going to make sure your home is taken care of with both of those. 70 years, Buck? Yeah, how about that? 68 years of service. The best HVAC and plumbing services that you can find all throughout Central Texas. Check them out online, woodscomfortsystems.com. That is their website. And Buck, the big I hat? Do you have any big yeah, hat? I did have some big hat over the weekend. I had my mocktails. Felt like I was I was having my own little party. You know what I'm saying? I had yeah. mocktails. I had my mocktail. I love the taste of that ginger too. But once again, ginger taste to some people could 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 be a little overwhelming to you. Just take a little bit of water and put it there. And I love my mocktail over ice. I really, really do. It's got a great taste. That they've done a fantastic job, Big Hat, with that. And Big Hat is now making its way everywhere. Their HEB is loving these folks. This is a, 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 a drink with alcohol and non-alcohol drinks that are absolutely fantastic, especially for me because I'm going to be non-alcohol for a long time, like forever. Yeah. I always said, hey, when I'm 80, I'm going to have a nice glass of wine. Sorry. That's stinking thinking in our business, as they call it. You can't think that way, so that won't happen. Not having a nice glass. I may have a nice glass of mocktails, but I'm not having any any alcohol till the day I die when you pour one over me. When you guys have a 40 and just drink one and just or pour it over my grave because that's just not going to happen. But it is tasty, man. They've done a fantastic job, the folks at Big Hat. They really, really have, and I appreciate them doing that. First things first. They've done that just for me, as a matter of fact. They may have many mocktails just for their mocktail just for me. I don't know. You're drinking them. That's good. First things first, live and let live. Easy does it. Remember those? Oh, yeah. From the book? Live and let live. I read that book, man. It's good stuff in there. All right. Way, last I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to the people for my calling of the no rain over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you, you, no one's going to listen to you. That's two in a row. You've lost all weather guessing privileges. The you, torrential you, downpour of Saturday morning. You, I literally told you. I was like, Buck, there's like an 80% chance of rain tomorrow. Are you sure you don't want to predict rain? And you're like, no. There won't be any rain. They don't know what they're talking about. And Dude, that was yeah. hard. Saturday. I was watching Live Golf on Saturday, and there's like flash flood warnings at the top of the screen. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to become the staff meteorologist around here. Because Bucky's kind of slipping up right here. Do that? Come on. Come on, Buck. I By the way. Telling you, it's all these appointments, being in doctor's offices and being caged in and not being outside and getting a feel for yeah. weather. I haven't, I, haven't got, I haven't got my hands around Mother Earth in a while. You know, I haven't had dug my fingers into Mother Earth in a while. He's, he's Jim Spencer, and I'm David Yeomans. I'm taking oh over. God. Now they're trying to take over. <laughs> and how accurate have those guys been? Yeah, yeah, Who right. the hell are those guys? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, yeah, folks sure. out there. That was, hey. and that was terrible. I wasn't even close. It rained like a mother on Saturday. Dude. It was supposed to, it was so weird because it was supposed to have stopped, you know, like around 6 a.m. And then, man, it was pouring. I went out to do a ride and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on over here? There's like water running down the curb and everything. I'm like, man, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's all good. I'm trying to uh, pull up a little video for you guys here before we part ways because I always, I always enjoy up, getting the, all of y'all's thoughts on... Kim Mulkey. 
and oh, what she oh. wears. Wood, absolutely wood. You absolutely wood? Multi wood. Multiple right, wood. wood. Multiple here's what she was wearing. Oh, yeah. Little run. Dwayne, trotting. She's ready yeah. for me. Look at her. She's getting She's getting ready for me. Oh, she knows it. A little bit of a boob bounce going on right there. That little, that little girl she gave the bump to right Fist there. Bump. She's like, that's what I want to grow up to be, just like Oh, that the girl, the girl pulled back. She what? got her. You know, you stick the hand out, then you do this. Watch the little girl. No. She, she dupes her. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, she's going to come by and punch no. that girl in the face on the way out. She didn't want to get COVID. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe, maybe she thought she still had COVID. What is I ain't getting tested. <laughs> He's getting all excited. She's getting excited for me, man. She gave that girl a fist bump. She said, I'm going to go see Wags real quick. Hold tight. Yeah, she ran, too. Like, just like two she steps ready of running and then walking. She was again. ready for it. Yeah. She's the best. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't get on that stage last night with that outfit on, that Vegas-looking outfit. She was wearing that yesterday. LSU played a game against Alabama before the Super Bowl, and that was her Super Bowl Sunday get-up. She looked just like a showgirl. Something like that. Yes. Go-go-girl out in Vegas? Oh, my goodness. Rodney, I did see this. I saw the Jardians commercial with the second one. The loser. Yeah. I don't what know. A, I'm still going to call the lady loser, but it's not, it's not going to work, Wags. It's so, not going to no work. There's no spunk. There's no, there's no pop. There's no more pop to it anymore. I'm telling you guys, I'm the down. Guardians. They're not winning the a Tony. Lady. They're not going to win. They're not going to win anything. No Tonys. Lady is no, on no a, Tony's on a no gajillionaire commercial. No Tonys are coming out of this ensemble. And by the way, the lyrics, the vocals, a complete disappointment. Are they the wow. same? Hey, you know, they're, the but they do. The guy who gives her the pizza or whatever he's giving that's the guy who should be doing the dancing. <laughs> I know. And you know what? But wh where's my guy that was? Yeah, she's beat. She's busted. Give me the other Jardians Ooh, lady. That's the new one? That's oh, new man. One. I'm a that's sucker for one. redheads, man. She, she, she's she not even, even glowing. Where's that spunk? Where's that she charisma? Doesn't need, she doesn't even need Jardians. She's not yeah, even pre-diabetic. Come on now. She doesn't have a right load there. of talent like the first lady. <laughs> a, lo a load of talent. A load? Oh. <laughs> 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 a load of talent. She's, uh, she's, oh, man. She's, she is fantastic. Life. I don't know what else to. I don't know how else to describe her. That's not oh. her. That's not. Where's 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 I'll pull Kim? Up. We're gonna Hold call on. her Kim. I'll, I'll pull Kim up the, I'll pull up the blueberry. <laughs> the blueberry. Yeah. The what? I'm sorry. I think I like what? the newbie. I think I like the newbie. Here's the, uh, real quick. Here's, the, here's the load. Yes. You want to drop a load or something? Now, hold on, on. Watch. Can you can you do her little toe step? Watch her do it. Like the other lady ain't doing a toe step like the load no. of talent. No, the other guy's bringing the pizza to her. Right. She's right. Yeah, the she's, other girl ain't got to. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't need the pizza. The whole point of this is to try to be healthier. And there she is. Oh, she's eating a meat lover's pizza just delivered oh, right to her. It's the little bill with a yeah, little big right. story to tell. You know what I mean? You're doing well. Oh, I think the uh, I think the new girl uh, eats veggie pizza, or maybe the pineapple yeah, kind. Is right. Crying out loud, gluten free shit. So I told you she's not yeah. a pre-diabetic. That's the. That's the I mean, look, one. look, she's ready. That's a power stand. She's ready to receive. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> that's the new oh, one. Look at that. I mean, no, that's not welcoming enough. That's not welcoming, not welcoming enough for me. 
And think about that. I mean, everybody going into work today, hungover, which today should be a holiday, you walk in and you see that sitting in her cubicle. I'm like, oh my God, I'm good. Yeah. I'm That's good. Right. She's with, in her cubicle. with me being so hungover after the Super Bowl, I need to embrace the entire Tony presentation of the lady doing oh, the, man. you know, the dancing ensemble in the courtyard while I'm coming up to work. That's what I need to say. Hey, Wags, guess what? You know, Patrick Mahomes has already won again, and uh, Taylor Swift and company, you know, Swifties are taking over, but you got the Jardians lady. (laughs) You know what? So you're going to be fine. He's not even pre-diabetic, the second one. That's not right. She's not not even in the same caliber. She's not even in the same area code. That girl is healthy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. she's healthy. That's a crock. You know what that is? That's a crock of shit. But you should see the guy who delivers the, the the whatever it is, either the newspaper or a pizza or something. That guy should be the one singing the song. Oh, I know. They got, they got a big bubba in there that's like, why isn't he the, the headliner here? Why is she like the headliner? She's not even pre-diabetic. Well, see, they were smart. They were smart with that advertising. That's smart advertising because they sucked in people like Wags with the first lady. And then they oh, popped yeah. that girl. They popped that girl up there. And hell, with her, they're probably going to start selling the blue pill. You know, as a, you as a byproduct. See, I, I, I'm a. Is this a bit? You you find this woman that attractive? Double R. Not her. Not her. But the other one. She's no, Rodney. Other Rodney. Rodney does. Where's she doesn't have any. Per, she's not glowing. She don't have no Where's personality. She's not inviting. She's not warm. Who's that Where's dummy it? in the back on the left? <laughs> that's that. That is that's our. Me, that is our interpretation of what a man is supposed to look like in today's society. No. Yeah. Uh, you got a woman on the other side doing the same thing. I don't know what they're just staring at her. That's, like she's, because look, they're they're kind of like not even, back they're there. not even I'm like really paying attention. Right they're they're kind of like done with her because <laughs> she's not the original Guardians lady. It looks like Mason. It's Mason, Mason back there. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Have a good day, boys. <laughs>